Welcome one, welcome all to episode 41 of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, or listen to it on your own time on podcast services, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, uh, Opencast, or Overcast, uh, well, uh, Tune, no, TuneIn's a thing, but we're not there, I don't think. Uh, it doesn't matter. Wherever you too want, cast, wherever, too furious. Wherever you listen, we appreciate however you choose to support us, including su- subscribing to us here on that there Twitch using that free sub you get with Amazon Prime. But if you don't have that or any loonies to toss our way, that's no big deal. We'll be here for you no matter what, week by week, to bring you the latest in the world of video games. I'm your host for the evening, Mr. Mitch George, joined as always by the... F- uh, no, I don't like that name at all. <laughs> our Stadia simp, AJ Fraser. <laughs> you, you doing okay, Mitch? I'm doing great. You seem a little tense. We're also joined by the pretentious film student, Alex Ballant. Hello, everybody. I have two weeks in a row. That's a new record for me. The French Connection, Alexander Cozy Cozina. Bonjour. And as always, the phenomenal Nathan McInerney. Hello. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm I'm overworked. I'm stressed. Uh, you too. <laughs> got a lot going on, and uh, it's all just sort of being a thing. But that's okay because I'm here, and this is great, and I love getting to do this every week with you guys. But I'm going to take one second because I forgot something off the top. This weekend, we will, together with our good friend Alan Spooner Martinez, be hosting the Super Smash and Breast Cancer Charity Tournament uh, this Sunday, November the eighth. So if you're listening to this after the fact, I'm sorry, but there will always be next time. Uh, we are teaming up with him to uh, raise funds for breast cancer research. So half of all entry fees will be going towards the charity of choice. The other half is the prize pool. The more players we get, the more cash you can win and the more money goes to charity. So if you're watching live, you can check out the link in the Twitch chat. And if you're not, uh, we will definitely be promoting this leading up to and including Sunday, November 8th. Yep. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Uh, before that, though, Cozy... You are yes. streaming for Extra Life. Uh, that is correct. Go so for I've it. talked about this the past couple of episodes. Uh, so you might already know that this upcoming Friday, November the 6th, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, I'm going to be streaming a 12-hour stream on my Twitch channel uh, to raise funds for Extra Life 2020. All the proceeds are going to be eventually funneled to Operation Enfant Soleil, which is a local kind of Quebec-based charity. Um I had to make some last-minute adjustments to my schedule. Uh, Those uh, of you who are eagle-eyed might recall that previously I planned on playing Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness as the second game on my time slot. However, the copy of Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness that I got from a pawn shop this past weekend ended up totally not working, and so I have to go and return it. And so in place of that, I'm just going to play more of Pokemon The Crown Tundra, which I'm totally fine with because that DLC has been pretty great so far. Uh, Other highlights on the schedule include a Rattalika Games Power Hour, where I'm going to be earning Platinum after Platinum, play sessions on Mario Kart 8 and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, where I'm sure certain that some familiar faces will be joining me for a bit of fun. And finally, a homemade pizza baking session between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., where you will get to see me live make some homemade pizzas. So, 
please, even if even if you don't necessarily have even two tunies to rub together, go and give my live stream a sh uh, watch out, a check out on November 6th, because it is going to be a lot of fun. It sounds like a blast. Uh, what also sounds like a blast is what we've got planned for this evening. As usual, we're going to go through our usual rigmarole of what everyone's been playing, even though Alex jumped the gun. Get into some news. There hasn't been a lot. So we're going to have a real girthy topic of the show where we're going to put together a tier list of all of the PS4 and Xbox One exclusives that I thought were worthy of being on that list because I was too lazy to put them all on because we'd be here for like 14 hours. Uh, and if you'd Coward. like, you can actually follow along with us. For those of you who are watching live at twitch.tv slash pressyyz. The link to the tier maker is in the chat. If you want to share your list with us after the show, we'll uh, tweet some of those out, as well as our own list, and it's going to be a good time. So please stick around. But Can I go back to playing Watchdogs? <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us about do. the Watchdogs. Tell us about I, the Watchdogs. So Watchdogs Legion came out after last week, and I have only been playing that game, and it is so much fucking fun. In like kind of a, it's a really shallow game experience, but I'm having so much fun with it that I don't care. Hmm. Yeah, like really, the play anyone mechanic, it's legit. It really is. Like I am constantly impressed with like just how in depth that it goes. I literally yesterday I was going through London and one of the you have to recruit like one of like the albion which is like the enemy faction they're like the security they're like the they're they're the main antagonizing force and you have to recruit one of their members and so they automatically already dislike dead sex so you have to like do things to try and get them to like you so i went out of my way to recruit some guy's cousin so that then he'll have some sympathy towards dead sex so then i can start his mission like it's crazy that that's a sentence that I have just said. I also, like, just, it it's legit. It really is. And that does so much of the heavy lifting for the game and why I think it's just so much fun. I haven't really been playing much of the main story. I literally have just been trying to recruit people because it's just that much fun to just build your team. It's very fun. I love the fact that it has permadeath. I think that is one of the best aspects of the entire thing because it means that, like, every single one of these characters I really care about, I've already lost three so far rest in peace simon um he was the first one to go and it's just like it's i like i haven't felt this type of um experience since shadow of mordor which this was kind of where like a lot of like it feels like a lot of the inspiration came from and yeah, so for sure. and so like yeah like i just it's a game that really makes you want to have your own headcanon of like why all these people are part of this like dead set group and you know it's a game that is made to build stories that you can then like co and tell your friends. It's it's an ultimate like around the water cooler type game, except for no one goes to their actual workplaces anymore. Yeah, I mean, I've also been playing this. I don't think I've played nearly as much as you. I've only played maybe three or four hours. Yeah, I'm definitely um, than. But I am absolutely in love with the the systems in the game. Um, I recruited a, a gastroendologist. Uh, who can like sneak into hospitals and stuff so she can get into certain places undercover without raising suspicion, who is both flatulent and burps a lot. And that <laughs> causes her to be discovered by the enemies when she farts and burps. And I think that is amazing. Yeah, there's so many like weird little mechanics. Like some of the, like, there are some people who will just die at some point. Yeah. That they just will spontaneously die as you're playing as them. Like, there's so many like weird perks about every single like every single NPC that you. I kind of want to turn off permadeath though. 
it's I will be honest, there has been a few times where I will quit to main menu before someone is about to die because I like them too much. Save scummer. Yeah. So, so. I, I, I haven't done that. And there's a mission you get to very early in the game where you have to recruit a construction worker. Construction workers are great because they can summon drones. They're pretty OP. And then like two missions after that, I got that person killed. I'm like, no, I need this person. I don't want to have to go find another construction site. Uh, and I actually haven't picked up the game since then. Uh, but I do want to get back to it. I'm thinking I might honestly wait until after the PS5 at this that's point. What, that's, that's where I'm on the fence about it. Because I'm like, I want to keep playing it because I'm having a ball with it. But I know that I'm going to enjoy it so much more on PS5 specifically because there's a lot of really bad loading screens in this game. Oh, Every yeah. time you switch characters... I've been using the fast travel system a lot, and it sucks when you do a fast travel, and then you're like, oh, what type of mission is this? Oh, I'll probably want this guy. And then you have to switch characters as well, so you get two loading screens back-to-back that are at least 40 to 60 seconds long. They are like, 100% phone, Twitter, check loading screens. Like, you are in there yeah. for a while. Yeah, so it's this game is going to drastically benefit from the SSD for the PS5. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else that I think we're all going to benefit from is the fact that Cozy's bringing a new segment to the show. Whoa. Cozy, what is this all about? Yes, that's right. I have a new segment that I want to bring to sh- the show, and it is called Core Talk. So, as you may all know, I've been making games in Core for the past couple of months. It's a video game creation suite, not dissimilar to Roblox or more recently Dreams on the PlayStation 4 in that you can kind of kitpash together pre-existing models and pieces and whatnot to kind of make your own video games. And just uh, this past week, I was invited to be a part of the Core Creator Payouts program, uh, which means that basically uh, after my games reach a certain level of popularity, I can actually start getting paid for them. Uh, I'm basically part of a it's kind of small elite little group of devs uh, that are able to do this right now it's a very kind of elite club elite in quotation marks because i'm trying to hype it up to make it <laughs> seem more prestigious than it actually is uh but yeah it's it's really cool and as a result you can definitely expect to see more core experiences from me in the future uh, i was definitely going to make another game after the bread rises which is the last core game that i made but i this is definitely kind of moved up the timeline in that regard so yeah, uh, and in terms of this being a new segment, definitely expect more core news, core projects that I'm working on, core things in general to appear under the core talk banner in the future. I mean, that um, sounds awesome. Um, you know what else is kind of core to this crew? Uh oh, Pokemon. Is it because though? I is cannot it? stop playing the Crown Tundra DLC. Cozy mentioned it off the top. With his uh, extra life schedule, I can't stop playing it. I have other things I need to play, and I can't stop. I got my third shiny today in this new DLC. It was a it was a Landorus. It was a legendary shiny. I was so happy. Impressive, cozy. Tell me why is it that its hook put its hooks in you the way it's got its hooks in me? I mean, I think we kind of we, we talked about this last week, right? I feel like it took the pre-existing, you know, slightly shallow uh, raid battles of the base version of Pokemon Sword and Shield, and they just, they added a degree of complexity to it, and they made it just really fun to do alongside other friends. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, I'd imagine that the satisfaction of earning a couple of shinies has definitely helped, but that's what it is for me. 
Yeah, I, I mean, those those shinies will come cozy. I think it's just going to come with playing more and more of this mode because, oh, yeah. honestly, the the random nature of it, even just hopping into it with randoms online has been so fulfilling, even though some people are really, really dumb. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I can't put it down. I need to. The PS5 comes out in a week. A week. I need to put it down, but I can't. So I will also say, I know that you've also been playing a bit of the story component of the Crown Tundra as well, and I've been yep. enjoying that a fair bit too. I, uh, I talked about this, I believe, last week about how it's weird to have a mainline Pokemon game where there's like a prominent Pokemon character that is talking the whole time. Uh, and I've, it's definitely added a, a certain it factor to the experience that I wasn't expecting that's definitely kind of kept me wanting to keep playing. Oh yeah, no, no. Somehow I'm... activated my phone. I don't know how. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, oh, I, you know I, what? I fit... You know why? I, my iPhone recently updated, and so I'd imagine that probably reset my series settings. Ugh. I mean, I I finished the one of the what do they call them? Legendary quests or whatever it is from the DLC, and I I enjoyed it. It was it was fine. I did that all on stream. Um. And I do want to get through the rest of it. I just, I can't stop playing the Dynamax Adventures, the new randomized raid battle mode. I love it. I love it so much. But something I know someone else here loves a lot is Nathan's affection for Codemasters in Dirt 5. Yeah. Um, I got a review code, uh, review code uh, provided by Codemasters. I think we have to say that, right? Um uh, review code for Dirt 5 on the PS4. Uh, and it's a really good racing game. Um, I really had a fun time playing it. Uh, it is, I'm going to have more fun playing it when I get to try the next gen upgrade. Uh, cause I think it'll fix some of the loading time issues and screen tearing issues. Um, but overall it's just a fun, uh, racing game with really insane weather physics. Um, you can race. Is this, on... is this a game that's getting a free next gen upgrade? Yes. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so it gets a free next gen upgrade. Um, and it's really like you play like it's called dirt. So obviously you race in the dirt, but when it rains, it turns into like mud and like you're what? going through the mud when uh, there's uh, like you race through the snow. And if the sun's coming out, the some of the snow will start to melt on the track and then you get slick parts on the track. Ooh, so um, it's just like the way the weather modifies the track based on the conditions on the road were really cool. Um, it's a really fun arcade. It's not um, not like a very deep racing experience. You don't expect Gran Turismo or even uh, like the Dirt Rally series, which is their more technical version, um, more sim-like. Uh, this is just a fun racing game, which I put a lot of fun time into. Um, yeah, also, I mean, yeah. Sorry, no, sorry, go ahead. no, you no, go. no, no. Well, no, do you, have, do you have more on Dirt? Otherwise, No, I was going to, I'll come back to it in a second. Go ahead. Okay, I mean, Dirt sounds like it's going to do a great job taking advantage of next gen. And speaking of that, I can't stop thinking about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Dude, I, need I, it. S- I need it so bad. They announced the Spider-Verse suit this week, and my brain nearly exploded seeing that in gameplay. Oh, my God. I love, I love, <laughs> love that they animated it at half the frame rate, like yep. in the movie. By the mm-hmm. way, this is a PSA. Anybody who says, oh, they should do that for Peter Parker. They clearly missed the point of why it does that in the movie in the first place. Miles is animated at half the frame rate that Peter Parker is, is to show that he is less experienced as Spider-Man. Anybody who's asking for the Peter Parker skin to do that didn't understand the movie. Fuck you. 
Well, well it's not yes. that they didn't understand I, the movie. It's that they didn't care to, to, to it's understand that, the nuance of the film. That's what and I when said. He it's goes that, back up to full speed by the end when yeah, he catches yeah, up when, to When Peter. the What's yeah, Up Danger montage, he's, he's yeah. animated at, full, at the full frame rate. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't understand it because they didn't watch uh, Corridor Crew explain the movie to them. And, and or I they didn't watch Alex Ballant explain the movie to him. I don't know, on Instagram <laughs> Live? I don't know what he did before this podcast, honestly. Nothing. So speaking TikTok. speaking about next gen, I know uh, Loki Mike has been trying to out me as having a PS5, and I need to come clean. Sony sent me a package this week. <gasps> this is what I received from Sony. Wow, wow. it's even got wow. memory so cards. Nice. In I think so nice. I think yep. the five's backwards. Yep. So and upside down. Uh, if you put yeah. the place, if you put it on top of the PlayStation Three, then you get a PlayStation Five. Yeah, that's how that's math how works. works for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. passed math once, dude. St- if stack two more of those on top of each other, and you've got the PS Six already, Ooh. think about it. Honestly, I gotta say, the fact that I got charged this week by Best Buy for my PlayStation 5, I was so excited about just the fact that it's like, it means it's real. It's gonna things be Things are my changing. House. Things are advancing. Yeah, things are actually gonna happen, and it's, it's soon gonna be in my hand. It is a real thing that I will have at some point. Hmm. So we, I don't we get, think I got charged by Best Buy yet, by the way. Should I probably look into that? You should yeah, look at I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna make a note. Um, I'm gonna make a note. I'm very excited, because like, we, we get next Wednesday off from work for reasons. Um, so I was planning on just taking Friday, because the system's not gonna show up till later in the day. But I, t- I decided instead to take Thursday and Friday, and I'm just going to sit. And we're on a lower level in my apartment, so I can literally sit out on the balcony and see the delivery trucks drive up. So when I see Canada Post out there, I'm going to get my – I don't even – like normally they'll send you an email. <laughs> diving oh, yeah, out things available for pickup. I'm going to see the truck, fucking run to the lobby, and just wait there and look at my phone and wait till they put the email <laughs> Yeah, I'm literally going to just so sit bad. right on the couch right next to the window and just look out it. Like, it's going to be like that scene in Scott Pilgrim where he's just, are you waiting for the package you just ordered? Like That was me with the Switch when the I used to live in my parents' place. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's going to be great. It's literally happening next week. I, I, I can't believe it. I also can't believe that AJ is playing Teardown. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is an early access game on Steam. Oh, I um, thought this was the the teardown from um, like PlayStation, but it's not. Nope. Okay. Nope. That makes more sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, it's a completely uh, voxel based. Um, oh, this was in the little puzzle worlds that you're in. Is it? Is it there? This was. Well? I don't know. This was on the last um, state of play they did, I think. Possibly, possibly. It's uh, it's out on uh, Steam Early Access right now, um, and basically the the the, yeah. the the campaign of it is you're um, you work for this kind of like destruction uh, company, um, and uh, you get hired. You're basically a criminal, and you get hired to um, either tear things down that probably shouldn't be torn down. Uh, for example, uh, on screen right now, you're seeing me try to tear down a house um, that. Uh, is supposed to be protected um and there's a variety of different tools around uh the the world specifically so that uh you can tear everything down faster hence the name teardown um for me uh what what struck me about this and what made me buy it was specifically like the voxels um 
for the 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 uninitiated, if you if you think of like voxels as like the three D dot game heroes or something yeah. like that, that kind of uh, aesthetic, uh, if you will. Um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting puzzle game in which you have to try and uh, tear thing, you know, tear tear down this house or whatever. Or there's uh, in the next level you have to find ways to break into a, diff a different building and steal computers. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I've, I've just been having, uh, you know, a decent amount of fun with it. Um, there's vehicles and stuff that you can uh, drive around and y use that. Um, as you make your way through the campaign, you unlock uh, more tools and stuff. Um, you're not going to see it in the video, but I, I have since unlocked a blowtorch and a shotgun uh, to t help tear things down. And uh, yeah, I, it's it's a very set, especially right now in the world as everybody's patience is running thin and everybody's at each other's throats. It's, it's just real nice to like be a little Destructive? Health, healthily, healthily destructive, if you will. Yeah, so, I, I just so. want to say that for whatever this reason, game... I read Tear Down as Tear Away, and now I feel bad. AJ. <laughs> yes. So uh, there, I was just noticing the, uh, you like bulldozing this house. There's not yeah. like physics where if you destroy enough of the house, it's just going to tip over. Um, because it so seems there to be are... holding precariously there till you like knocked out the one like little portion yeah. of the house that was holding it up. I'm not entirely sure how it specifically works. If it's like one voxel holding on and the whole thing, everything above it stays up or not. Um, but yeah, no. Um, in in that particular section, I had to uh, completely knock down the house, and there was like a wooden like. There's different different materials react differently. You start with a sledgehammer. Um, and my sledgehammer wouldn't work against uh, the brick chimney, right? Okay, okay. Um, but I could, um, you know, pick up the, the explosive uh, canisters there and chuck them and make them explode holes uh, into the, the chimney itself. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, the, the puzzle is, in some levels, trying to figure out, you know, the best way. At the end of, at, actually, at the end of a level, uh, it... it it gives you a time, so you know, for for speed running sake, you're you're you might want to go for the fastest time or whatever. But um, uh, in in other levels, you might have to uh, destroy things in a certain way to line up your your optimized path. Because if you take if if you try and steal like a car or something like that, um, like say that's your mission objective, you try and steal a car. Um, uh, you, your objective is to steal two cars, but you only as soon as you steal the first car, an alarm goes off, and you have one minute until a helicopter arrives and busts you. Um, you have maybe you try and line up an optimal path to get both cars out of there as fast as possible and make it make it out uh, as fast as you can uh, in the the shortest amount of time possible. So gotcha. Okay, it, it, okay. It's a very interesting voxel based puzzle game, and it's super super cool yeah it sounds that way it, you said this is early access oh sorry go ahead cozy i was just gonna say that game looked unbelievably beautiful yeah. by the way the voxels yeah very they're good. yeah 
it, it, it runs beautifully on this computer. Um, I uh, The fire on, uh, on wooden structures spreads, and that looks really good. The water looks really good. Um, yeah, there, there's something uh, visually striking about it, which adds to the satisfaction of destroying all of it. So, sorry, you said this was early access on Steam, right? Correct. So, I also went down a bit of an early access rabbit hole, and I had some friends... And somehow, because I don't do this ever, uh, they convinced me to play a spoopy game. Oh, so I've dear. been playing Phasmophobia with uh, TJ, who's been a guest on the show, Gamer Adam, good friend, and uh, Antgore06 also hangs out with us sometimes. Shout out for the raid heading into today's episode. But this game, I hate it, but I can't stop thinking about it and wanting to play it. Because there's just something about the jankiness of it. Oh, and it looks like Cozy found me doing things on the on the on the Twitters or oh, the yeah. Twitches. Uh, oh, yeah. over there at twitch.tv slash Mr. Mitch George if you want to check me out playing video games at all. So how much do it's, I have to donate for you to play it in VR? You'd have to donate a VR headset for one. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Watch what watch what you say. I think it's a loan, not a donate, but Oh yeah. I think I can... if you loaned it to me and I, I don't know, donated Fifty dollars to charity. I would play a session of this game in VR. How it popular is, is this game? How popular is this game right now? Because I've seen quite a big. few other streamers playing it at the moment. It got super it, popular during the month of October. I think just yeah. leading into the spooky season mm. of Halloween. And honestly, it's not all that scary at times. I mean, you're really just you're going through the house. You're using the different tools at your disposal to try to. You basically have to find three pieces of evidence that determine what type of ghost it is. And then you have some additional tasks like get a photo of the ghost or a photo of a ghost event or or something along those lines or detect the ghost with a motion sensor, things like that. And it's a lot of fun, honestly, with a good group, um, especially if you're using the in-game chat because the in-game chat is all based on proximity. So you have a broadcast button. So you have like a walkie-talkie. But if there's a ghost event going on right now, like if the ghost is attacking, the walkie-talkies are just static. So it's like, oh, God, they're dead. If you're the guy in the truck, like I was often the guy in the truck because I'm a scaredy little baby boy. Um, you can't contact them at all. And it gets really you, you freak out. You just turn on like, oh, God, who died? Because there's also you have sanity. And the lower your sanity is, the more likely you are to be attacked or killed by the ghost. And it just disappears when you've died. And it's it's a lot of fun, honestly, because it is just it's kind of a puzzle game. of Let's take the tools we have, figure out where the ghost is, what it is try to coax it to give you the clues you need and try not to get murdered. It's a good time. I'm hoping that this game can have legs beyond the uh, Halloween season because, I mean, this seems, you know, much like uh, Fall Guys and more recently Among Us, like yeah. a really, it's really a good multiplayer game. Yeah. game a yeah. really good experience that sort of, you know, allows people to do a fun activity together that is more cooperative than just competitive yeah no and i've i've really enjoyed that aspect of it for whatever reason this year i think it's you know the whole being locked inside and not being able to interact with human beings has pushed me into multiplayer gaming much more than i ever have in the past between you know fall guys among us uh the division two was this year that i got into it when i went on sale for four dollars yeah predator um, hunting marvel's avengers which i really want to get back to predator hunting grounds it's been a weird year for me, game-wise. Mm -hmm. I'm very surprised. Yeah. But it, you're, it, you're yeah, not getting back to Avengers. 
I hate you. I am. I'm going to PS5 is going to come out. It's going to fix all the problems I have with it. Other than the fact it won't have content. PS5 version, not until 2021. But the game is still going to run better on the PS5. Similarly, to, oh no, Watch Dogs is getting a next gen version. Um, similarly to the videos we saw this week of The Witcher Three running on an Xbox Series X, where the game happens. doesn't account. Like, it expects a loading screen, so since the area loads in so quickly, it just glitches until it allows you to control your character again, which is great. And I think we're going to see a lot of that next week with all these consoles of just like, oh, here's how, you know, NHL 16 runs on your Xbox Series X, and it's going to be stupid. And I'm so ready for all that. Yeah, it's really interesting because, like, the whole SSD thing, it's like, this is going to fundamentally change game design, and I'm all for it. I can't wait to see what we, I can't wait to see what we get from this. So what are the chances that they go back and, and patch that sort of uh, stuff out? Those that glitchiness. I could see. The... I could see CD Projekt Red doing that. Like they've already said yeah. that they were doing a uh, next gen version of The Witcher Three, and they'll hmm. and they are doing that for Cyberpunk as well. So I have. I a feel like they have other gonna... things on their plate before they go back to patch The Witcher Three. They just they've they've already said that they are going to do that though. That's why I yeah. am saying that. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like we're gonna see like a lot of devs being like. Here's the next-gen version of whichever game. And let me tell you, from software, give me a next-gen version of Bloodborne, please. You didn't do it for the PS4 Pro, but please do it for the PS5. So NVMe, NV, NVMe SSDs are going to change the way game design looks for us all moving forward since everyone's going to have that as a baseline to run their games on. Yep. A game that changed narrative design for all story-based games moving forward is What Remains of Edith Finch. And one Alexander Kazina got through that one this past week. Tell me all about it. I mean, I I really did love this game. Did it change narrative design for all games moving forward? I don't <laughs> really like that. Feels kind of like high praise. It was a good people love this segue, game when it came and that was out. the best I could come up with. I'm sorry. And I I think it was pretty good. I'm I'm not criticizing you for that. I just I don't know. I. I I feel like I can't name too many other games of Edith Finch's sort of style of gameplay within the past couple of years. It kind of feels like the kind of like straightforward uh, adventure game walking simulator genre has kind of been on pause for the past little while. But regardless, yeah, I played and completed What Remains of Edith Finch uh, on stream just on Monday and... Man, what a great game. Uh, I had previously played Giant Sparrow's first game, The Unfinished Swan, a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, Got all the trophies in it across all the systems it was on. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I did feel like it kind of suffered from, like, first like studio's first game itis, where there are definitely parts of it that feel a little bit unfocused, feel uh, like, you know, they're still in the process of kind of figuring things out. And... With uh, what remains of Edith Finch, yeah, it really feels like they totally managed to figure things out, so to speak. Uh, I don't want to go too deeply into spoilers here, uh, because this game is... It's one of those games that's sort of best experience if you don't know too much going into it. Uh, What you do need to know, if you haven't heard of this game before, is that basically uh, you've inherited this large and very peculiar house... Uh, that you previously used to live in long ago, and you're going back to inspect it and kind of uncover its secrets uh, before you eventually say goodbye to it. And I will leave it at that. This game does so many just interesting things. It The way that it kind of tells the story of the house's prior inhabitants and kind of how it got to be the way it is, is so clever. It, there are a lot of like just really brilliant 
gameplay moments and segments that kind of mishmash different genres together in unexpected ways. And there is, again, I want to kind of remain as spoiler light as possible, but there's this one really, there's a couple of really brilliant moments in the game where it tells you how to progress to the next area of the house using something that I thought was almost akin to like the uh, codec frequency package moment in Metal Gear Solid. You guys know what I'm talking about when I talk about the package yep. moment? 100 percent yeah. Oh, yeah yeah not really where basically like well, i mean i, I don't so, remember that but i remember the moment you're talking about in need of the fetch for sure in metal gear solid um early on you're told that to contact meryl you basically have to find the codec frequency to contact her on and to find a codec frequency you have to look oh, on the package it's in the menu. and you realize right it's not on a package in the game world it's actually on the video game the physical package for metal gear solid uh, there's like a couple of kind of world breaking like uh, fourth wall breaking moments that are very similar to that in this game that I thought were absolutely brilliant so yeah I think uh, I kind of wrote this on Twitter after I completed the game like I think it's only appropriate that I kind of close out the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One generation playing a game that I think might be one of my favorites from that generation so I agree yeah. with you 100% That's N- nothing much else game. to say but to gush it's a fantastic okay. game it, this was free... Sorry, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say it was free on PS Plus at one point. So that's how I got it. Right. It yeah, you could have it. Yeah. So this is one of those games that I just had in my backlog, and I just decided to randomly play. So I suspect that's how I got it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, we're gonna get through a couple more really quick. You guys are gonna have a few seconds for these. Nathan, tell me about the waifu puzzles. So Pixel Puzzle Makeout League actually turned out to be one of the best narrative experiences I've had this year. Um. What? I can't tell if it, you're serious or not. No, I'm I, honest, I hope he's not. I'm honest to God serious. This game um, does things that reminded me of Undertale and how it approached okay. narrative. Interesting. Uh, like, and I don't want to spoil it because I know Cozy is probably going to play it because it's a good... Like, totally. Because he likes Picross games and we discussed that last week. But yeah. this game honestly might be one of my favorite games of the year i uh what was it monday night played from i thought i was only had like an hour left of it so i was playing through the narrative um and i started like 10 o'clock i didn't finish till three in the morning when i'd beaten the game i couldn't put it down for the last bit interesting um uh it is a bad name it's a bad name and i will give it that um but the cross of Picross, the dating sim and the way the game knows it's a game just led to one of my favorite experiences this year i was not expecting you to go there and i appreciate it all right cozy we're wrapping this up with what i'm gonna dub the apex i don't know i can't come up with a catchy name right now give us your apex update let's yeah uh so here's the thing i don't really have much of an apex update the thing is is that when i wrote Apex Season 7 in the run of show doc, which you're currently referring to. I expected that Apex Season 7 was going to have released by the time that we recorded uh, this episode and that I was going to be able to play a couple of rounds. Uh, Turns out it's not. Turns out it's actually only uh, releasing at 11 p.m. EST. So I actually don't have anything to say right now. Awesome. Well, we look forward to you saying things next week. Totally. Yeah. I was, However, I was this may not be the that. last time that we'll be talking about Apex this episode. Sorry, oh, Mitch. God damn it. <laughs> Why I, did you I put was, in the I was, Oh, good. I was hoping to um, uh, jump into that because it's coming to Steam finally uh, with this new season. Um, and 
on the Steam page, uh, there's like kind of the advertisement banner that says uh, it's coming out today, November 4th. And then right above it, beside the play button, it doesn't unlock until November 5th. So mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on there. But. But we'll have to wait and see, because for now, it's time for us to get into the news. Woo! Yeehaw. So, so thankfully, there isn't too much this week, because I really want to get to this topic of the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. The first thing we're going to talk about is everyone's favorite topic, microtransactions. So Pokemon Go this year hit $1 billion in revenue and lifetime revenue surpassed $4 billion. This makes 2020 Pokemon Go's best year to date. That's, and it's only going to go up. Uh, this news really coming surprising. to us via Sensor Tower uh, by Craig Chappell. Uh, yeah, Pokemon Go makes a lot of money. I'm just surprised at like how much and the fact that this year is like still like huge because of the whole people not allowed to go outside for a while they changed yeah the game, they though, made right? it they, they made a lot of oh, quality of life improvements so you can play okay. more at home including okay. a lot of yeah. sales and i think a lot of people just stocked up for when the world eventually went back to normal which wow. uh okay. still tbd on that one as an example they introduced an item called a remote raid pass which basically allows you to take part in raids like without having to be uh, too close to the gym in question where the raid is taking place at. I think items like that and just like general other items in general that you'd be able to easily get from Pokesofts like Pokeballs and berries and whatnot, people have just been buying in droves and microtransactions, you know, a lot more readily over the past year because they haven't really had many opportunities to go outside. Mm, right. I think the other thing too is there's, um, there's this whole thing called uh, the pandemic going on. So a lot of people aren't having to go places. So a lot of people are noticing, you know, I'm not spending as much on food or transit or car or maintenance or gas or things like that. People just have more disposable income this year. Year to date, I think this is like the best year software wise, software sales wise for the video game industry. And it's only going to go up from yeah. here. Uh, something else to add to this is something I found from PC Gamer uh, via Melindy Hetfeld. Uh, Activision Blizzard made $1.2 billion in microtransactions in the last quarter alone. Uh, a lot of this driven by uh, Call of Duty Warzone, which it's free-to-play model includes a number of microtransactions, um, as well as the only game that has beaten Call of Duty in terms of monthly active users is Candy Crush, uh, which... Funnily enough, is also owned by Activision Blizzard after they acquired King in 2016. So, yeah, Activision Blizzard, uh, they like they money. In money yeah. And they're rolling in it from these microtransactions. So I don't think we're seeing anything like this go anywhere anytime soon. Wait yeah, for that Diablo Immortal. Yeah, this is going to change how, I mean, if it hasn't already, this is going to, like, we're going to see ramifications about this, like, in everything that Activision publishes from now on. They were already super microtransaction heavy, but this is like just gonna further push that even. It will. Yeah, I agree. All right. Maybe uh, it will. something else. Something else that's gonna be pushed further is Apex Legends, as they're introducing a new map that was originally a concept in Titanfall Three. This coming via Eurogamer's Emma Kent. Um, Hell cozy. Yeah. You know Apex. I did not put this in here, so go. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much got the basic facts out of the way. Uh, so Emma Kent writes, 
Uh, season 7 of Apex Legends is bringing a raft of major changes to the game, most notably new astrophysicist Legend Horizon, community clubs, the game's first ever vehicles, and floating city in the clouds Olympus. Uh, the new map is really the main draw here, designed with verticality and vehicles in mind, and stuffed with the sort of opulent architecture you'd expect to find in one of the richest cities in the Titanfall universe. And although working on Olympus for Apex Legends began in spring of 2019, the idea itself is far older. At one point, there was a Titanfall 3 in the works after we launched Titanfall 2, game director Chad Greenier told me in an interview. And Olympus wasn't called Olympus at the time, but that style of map was something we were exploring for the next Titanfall game. And there aren't like too many other big scoops about Titanfall 3 aside from that, but yeah, that's the sort of basic gist of it, that this idea, and you can presume a lot of other ideas uh, that we've seen thus far in Apex, and we'll continue to see in Apex for quite some time, because they've talked about being planned up all the way to Season 12 of Apex Legends, uh, have originated or will originate from Titanfall 3 concepts that they've had in the past. And based on the way that they describe things, they aren't ready to kind of rule out Titanfall 3 just yet for the future, but it seems like they're not particularly keen on working it so, on it so long as Apex Legends continues to prove very popular. And I just wanted to kind of bring this game to light because I know that uh, well, not this game, but I want to kind of bring the story to light just because I know that a lot of people within our community and within, you know, the wider, like, kind of funny community as a whole really, really adore Titanfall 2. And I kind of want to ask you guys, like, do you think that we are going to be seeing a Titanfall 3 anytime soon? Or does it seem like Apex Legends has sort of firmly cemented its space as the Titanfall 3, quote unquote, that we will have to live with i so i don't think it's a matter of um apex legends doing well i think it's the fact that they did uh what was the star wars game again uh squadron uh, no no, no. Order. jedi fallen order fallen yeah, order. Yeah, fall order uh doing well um this doing right. well and titanfall not doing well like it did all right and it's yeah. more ea's fault for where, when like the release timing on it especially for number two um but that did not bring the money in that they were needed to so i th and this is obviously bringing enough money in to keep producing so yeah, Titanfall i was never successful neither the first game nor the second game were actually that successful it should have been yeah. but they were critically successful yeah but like yeah. commercially where fallen order and apex have both been smash hits for respawn yeah I feel like what we could see from this is maybe they're just going to lean hard in the Apex branding, and maybe we might see a potential single player framed around the Apex universe. I know that they're the same, but like more leaning towards like those characters. Um, sort of like what we're so, going to get with Overwatch 2 rather so than I, Titanfall 3. I don't think we will get that for one reason. You know how we said Activision likes money? EA also likes money. EA also no. likes money. You know what doesn't make the well, money the way that it... Like Apex is making them money. So they're not going to abandon a cash yeah, cow I don't think that to work on something that is it, going though. to be net negative not, for that, their profits. That's the thing, though. They don't have to abandon it. It's so just going to be a side the Apex, thing. Yeah, the Apex Predators in Titanfall 2 are who you hunted down, right? Yeah. And so these guys in Apex Legends are supposed to be like the reject bad guys of that in some way so there is absolutely a way that they could better intertwine it 
the story in in some fashion to make it uh, more appealing to people who don't necessarily want to play um, multiplayer, right? Yeah. So right, but unless they're going to charge for that, there's nothing in there that makes EA oh, money. I, mean, they, I, so I think it would be like an Overwatch two character. scenario, like what like what Activision is doing with Overwatch two, where they're going to make a new product, call it Apex, whatever Apex heroes or yeah whatever whatever they'll call it Uh, that'll be like a single player story uh and then apex legends will still be what it is and continue evolving like i just i see them dropping titanfall branding and using apex because apex has proven to be successful yeah that's that makes sense yeah so which is that's really a, sad because i really 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 wanted a titanfall 3 that is a good jumping off point to mention how in the same article uh chad Grenier talks about how they are definitely looking at ways to kind of expand expand apex beyond just being a battle royale game he says right now we're a battle royale game i think if you look into the future we have a lot of conversations of you know should we expand beyond battle royale we have this roster of legends that people love how else can we use them i think that looking into the future you're probably going to see the game become more than just a battle royale game and in fact data miners have actually uncovered clues hinting that apex could get in arena mode so like something that's a lot more close quarters than the big open map of normal apex play uh although apparently like the apex devs have done uh efforts in the past to kind of try and throw data miners off the scent by like inserting like fake legends and whatnot in the past so we'll only know until it's actually real whether or not this is something that's truly being hinted at hear me out apex multiplayer online battle arena Right, yeah. but uh, but Sony's tried that and realized people wouldn't pay eighty dollars for it, and are now giving that away for free in Destruction All Stars. So, Apex. Yeah, but EA is even more strict on what makes money than Sony. Are they? I would I would say so. Sony keeps putting out single player games. When's the last time, other than Star Wars, that EA put out something that was single player focused? Yarny. Fair. And that was when? There was a second one, and I think that was not that long ago. That was in 2019. 2017. That was the first 2018? one. 2018. I think Unraveled was 2019. What was it or called? The second one. Unraveled. 2. It wasn't called Yarny. It was called Unraveled and Unraveled yeah. 2. But it had Yarny in it. Yarny was the name of the character, yes. But we're going to move on from talking about Yarny to talk about the fact that Retro Studio has decided to model their HQ in 2021, and people are reading way too much into it. So, Uh, uh, I mean, I don't really know if there's a better way to kind of describe this story. Yeah, there's not much else to say about, you know, Retro Studios remodeling its HQ. Uh, This is per Nintendo Life. Uh, Retro is currently involved in the production of Metroid Prime 4, as we all know, a game it inherited when Nintendo decided to restart its production in 2019. Uh, the work on its remodeling comes with a price tag of uh, 530000 and will result in almost 40,000 square feet of custom office space with Retro moving in by the summer of 2021. There's not really much of a story there. The reason why I wanted to bring this article up at all is just because over the past few months, we have gotten like barely a half of a 
quarter of a plate of information on what exactly is going on with Metroid Prime 4. We have had a lot of people join the project, but in a very kind of drip feed style fashion where it's not like we've had, oh man, 40 new people just joined Retro Studios. It's been one person of significance joins Retro Studio every month or so. And so I wanted to kind of use this article as a jumping off point to kind of talk about all the hires that Retro has brought on over the past few months, and if they have brought on quite a few people of note, and kind of see what we kind of can kind of infer from that. Uh, in the same Nintendo Life article, they talk about some of the new staffers that they brought on over the past few months include uh, Waj Bat Nanda Kumar, uh, who previously worked in Call of Duty, Edad Morales, who worked on Battlefield Hardline. Maybe he's familiar with your friend AJ, who we had on the show previously. Uh, Brian Irk, who worked on Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, Nicholas Wilson, who worked on Borderlands 3, Mark Capers, New Super Lucky's Tale, and so on and so forth. Uh, two people below that I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, were Dylan Job uh, and Marissa Palumbo. So Dylan Job is a longtime industry veteran. Uh, he previously worked on a bunch of stuff. He worked on Twisted Metal Black, War of the Monsters, back during the PlayStation 2 era, and probably the two games that people know him for best, uh, Warhawk and Starhawk, the kind of uh, multiplayer-centric PlayStation 3 exclusives back from the previous console generation, soon to be previous, previous console generation. Um, meanwhile, uh, Marissa uh, was basically a producer who worked on a lot of Rockstar titles in the past. Uh, she previously worked on games like, uh, for example, L.A. Noire, Grand Theft Auto 4, Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, after leaving Rockstar, however, she actually spent many years working with the Overwatch team at Blizzard Studios. And so, you know, talking about these two people, obviously it's impossible to know exactly what their hires mean for Retro Studios, but I feel like it does beg the question, given their respective backgrounds, uh, is do we expect Metroid Prime 4 to feature a significant multiplayer mode or a multiplayer component to it? You know, one thing that we've seen over the past few months is that multiplayer, especially can be a real deal breaker in terms of titles continuing to hang on to relevancy months after they've been released. Most recently, uh, Ghost of Tsushima saw a huge surge in popularity as a result of its unexpected and really, really solid multiplayer mode. Whereas games like The Last of Us Part Two, while arguably even better, have sort of languished as a result. And, you know, we talked last week about how, you know, would that game be more in the conversation right now if it had launched with its much discussed, you know, upcoming multiplayer mode as well. And of course, the Metroid Prime series is no uh, kind of, it, it's not at all alien to uh, multiplayer modes. Previously, we had Metroid Prime Hunters on the original DS, which had a multiplayer mode where you could transform into a bunch of different uh, bounty hunters. And of course, there were games like Metroid Prime Federation Force on the 3DS, Metroid Prime Two, which had a kind of basic multiplayer mode, and even stuff like the Metroid minigame in Nintendo Land, which had a very multiplayer-centric focus to it. So it's definitely something that the series has precedent for. And so I want to open up the question to you guys. Do you think that I'm a rambling string of nonsense right now, or do you think that I'm onto something? I think we're fishing for news on a week that doesn't have much news. 
I'm, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I mean, like I said at the start, like no, no, the thing I know, is, I is that we have, we have not talked about Metroid Prime 4 in any major capacity, I feel, on this show for the entirety of its existence. And so I kind of wanted... Neither is Nintendo. Yeah. Right. This, this news story is basically me taking the past nine months of very, very small fragments of news and condensing it into a news story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like taking all the pieces of the, like all 100 pieces of the mystical item that you have to collect from throughout the overworld and mushing it together into the single piece. Ser serious question, but does yeah. Metroid Prime 4 actually launch on Switch or next-gen hardware for Nintendo? I wouldn't be surprised if it got pushed to next-gen. I could see the... it being almost like a Breath of the Wild situation. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking as the example of that. But we're also getting a Breath of the Wild sequel at some point. Yeah, but that... They're like, not going to want to do that with both those titles. But that also seems like that's going to be a lot sooner than Metroid Prime, just because it seems like they already have a lot of the stuff that they... A lot of the assets and stuff, and it seems like Also true. Yeah, why would they get rid of that engine that they made for Breath of the Wild? Because, oh my god, it is so in-depth, and there's so many mechanics that are kind of insane. Yeah. That. In the best yeah. way. Yeah. The chemistry, the chemistry system is actually very impressive in that game. Again, I want to stress that, you know, ultimately the background experiences of some of these hires could mean, you know, absolutely nothing for the game. I remember back in 2012, it was a huge story when it was announced that Retro Studios had hired a former Naughty Dog environmental artist uh, by the name of Eric uh, Kozlowski. I remember on the kind of Nintendo Twitterverse, everybody was ecstatic. Oh my God, Retro Studios hired this guy from Naughty Dog. They're gonna be, they're hard at work at an amazing Naughty Dog style action adventure game. And then the next game that we got from Retro Studios, of course, was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which is a great game, but certainly not the game you might have expected uh, to come from a CD that brought on a former Naughty Dog environment artist, if you're like a Nintendo conspiracy theorist. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I really just want to find out what Retro Studios is up to next. I really want to find it out. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not going to have to wait long to find out just how large the next Call of Duty game is going to be on next-gen consoles. Duty. That uh, that was not a very good segue, to be honest. That was fine. This uh, is coming you, from IGN's Matt Kim. Halfway there. We now know that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is going to be a big boy on PS4. It's going to oh, yeah. clock in at a whopping 95 gigabytes. The PlayStation 5 will be at 133. The Xbox One version will be at 93 gigabytes, and the Xbox Series X and right Series back. S versions will be at 136 gigabytes. The PC Goodness. version is somewhere in between there, with multiplayer being only 35 gigabytes. I say only in quotes. The full game being 82 gigabytes, and the full game with the Ultra Graphics package being 125 gigabytes. What Activision did not disclose, however, is whether or not this file size includes that of Call of Duty Warzone. With Warzone inevitably being an extension of that game, how big do we think this thing can actually get? Because as it stands, on the Xbox Series S, which has an advertised storage of 512 gigabytes after OS and everything, I think this game without Warzone is going to be taking up something like 37%. Yeah, according to The Verge's uh, Nick Stat, um... The reported storage... Okay, so 
This is where it comes back to Canada. Uh, the source has been shipping out Xbox Series X and Series X yes. S early. Uh, so a Canadian Redditor got their hands on an early Xbox Series S and let everyone know that the smaller device's 512 gigabyte SSD contains only 364 gigabytes of usable storage, meaning that this new Call of Duty game will take up a whopping 37% of the device's hard drive space. Oh, and that's without patches because Call of Duty's... That's without patches and presumably that's without Warzone. Yeah. So... They absolutely have to split that game up. Yeah, like they have. Why? They've been doing it with PC for a very long time. I don't. And they just introduced have... it on console as well, as far yeah, as I know. Someone finally. told me earlier today that you have that option now on the PlayStation Four version. So okay. I, I don't understand why it's so big. Like the Call of Duty file sizes are out of control, <laughs> um, and specifically with next gen versions being larger, which I'm kind of confused about because my whole thought process behind the SSD is that. Um, with disk space media and before the SS, before, with the old um, solid state hard drives, they would repeat assets many times so that it was quicker for them to get to when they were loading. Where with the SSDs, they don't need to repeat assets for redundancies. Yep. So like uh, what th- what this is is an unoptimized project being worked on by four different studios, and you've got too many ha- too many cooks in the kitchen. Things are getting out of control. They're getting unmanageable. And you're ending up probably with a lot of legacy code that is staying around between releases that they're too scared to get rid of. And it's just adding unnecessary clout and volume. And one could say, go for it, AJ. I know you want to say it. Say it. Say it, AJ. Girth. To this whole package. (laughs) Now, that is all Uh, entirely speculative, but... Yeah, didn't we once theorize that... um the reason that they wanted that that they did it specifically was they had they kept the entirety of modern warfare in there in in the original warzone because they wanted to uh, trick you into to kind of oh you've been playing warzone um, you may like our single player and our other multiplayer yeah, i think we thought about that at so one point. you just had it there yeah. and you could just buy yeah, it and so. play it yeah. I think that's part of it, but when you're asking people to install a, presumably we'll get to a point where it's like a 250 gigabyte install for all of this with patches and Warzone and everything on top of that. If you're asking me with a for a free-to-play title to take up like half my hard drive space with the chance that I might buy into the other part of it that's a pay, behind a paywall, you're smoking something and whatever it is you should be sharing because that's something that seems to be real powerful. <laughs> I think I, I have a theory, and I have no I have no merit to this theory. Yay, wild speculation. Like, hell yeah. This, I think, is maybe intentional yeah. with Activision that they want to try and take up as much space as they possibly can on the hard drive so that you don't have other games on your hard drive, so you have to play Call of Duty. I was, That's not, ooh, also I like not a bad idea. Theory. I was honestly just having it. the same thought about this, Alex. It's like the more room they take up, the less room you have for other things. And they don't care yeah. because they want you playing Call of Duty and paying for microtransactions. Yep. Yeah. As we discussed earlier, they like microtransactions. Yeah. So Activision if you have likes to have, money. If you have less options to have less games on your hard drives. Or but they're eating into drive, their then. own market in that case. Because we we saw last week, we discussed that they are adding the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy to the PlayStation Plus collection. That's a game I but bought those on the PS4. Those aren't going to pull as much money as Call of Duty. Is I'm, I'm just saying for as an example. Like That's a game I bought on the PS4 and I want to get to on the PS5. But if I'm an Activision fan, 
and I have Warzone installed, then I might not have space to play their other games, whether it's that or it's about time or whatever Crash Bandicoot 5 or Spyro 4 ends up being, because we all know they're going to do it because these games have made the money. So they're kind of eating into their own market of if I can only have their game installed, then I can't buy and play their other games, which I get it. Call of Duty makes a lot of money, but at the same time, you're blocking your own future revenue streams, which is ass backwards if you ask me well this is all speculation so we'll never actually know the answer but it's fun to theorize uh and with that we can wrap this all up we've already discussed what's in read slash watch all the things it's the spider verse suit it's really cool you can That's disable so cool. the 12 frames per second so when you feel like Why your miles you is at a point in the story that he should run at full frames you can do that and That's you can good. also apply it to it other suits so if there are other comic booky looking suits and you want to do that and make it look dope you can do that Hell yeah. Good job, Insomniac. We did it. Good job all around. Go us. Uh, no deals this week, but go redeem the PS Plus games. They're up now. Um, there's probably some Game Pass stuff at some point somewhere. Oh, I didn't even uh, we're gonna get into our We're going to get into our tier list. We're going to get into a game that we are dubbing Top Tier. So Hell yeah. The way we're going to do this, I guess, is we'll just go title by title. Um if you each just open up your own tab, you'll have them all on the list. And we can just sort of argue as to where we would put it, and then we'll put it there. Um, that way we don't have to constantly look at the stream and the, the delay because Cozy's not sharing his screen with us because I don't think there's a good way to do that. But we'll figure that out for next time. But for now, yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure we're going to rank that. these games S, A, B, C, or D. Should uh, we, and there should are definitely we have games S+. that fall into all of them. No, we've already made the list or we've already made the page. The S is S plus like that is the top tier 10 out of 10 have to recommend everyone has to play this game and not, you know, Halo. There, there is enough room to make the, the tier names be G I R T H. That's true. If we are so inclined. And if we want, we can slightly change up the labels, but I don't see any reason to do so right now. I think we're yeah. good with what we got for this first test run yeah. of top tier. I agree. Or we're going to go through and rank the best, or not even the best, the exclusive games from both the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One generation of consoles. These games are console exclusives because when I went through and tried to find ones that were exclusive to just the Xbox, there, there were like none. nine. And let me see if I can find that list because it was yeah, hilariously small. What is exclusive to just the Xbox? Nothing. Anymore. I will tell you in Rise one. Uh, Halo, Halo Five for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, Xbox One only games. My source is Wikipedia, so is take that with Rise? a grain of salt. I think Rise uh, no, is. nope. Uh, Crimson Dragon, Dance Central Spotlight, Fighter Within, Forza Motorsport Five, okay, through yeah. Halo Five Guardians, Connect mm-hmm. Sports Rivals. Power Star Golf, Rare Replay, Shape Up, and Xbox Fitness. So it's a lot of are the eleven games that are exclusive to only the Xbox One. Jeez, everything else has come somewhere else, whether it be PC or PS4 or even the Switch. To be fair, though, we we've said that like PC doesn't count. PC is its own thing, which is why we right. But I did ask. So I did add. I added Ori here. Because it has not come to PlayStation, but I didn't add Cuphead because it did. Does that oh, make sense? If you have a PC, you have a direct Xbox. Ah. I nah, that's how it works. See? How about... Bill Gates, you're a genius. 
right, how about we mm-hmm. get started with creating our tier okay yeah i'm gonna say cozy since you've got the list in front of you because you're making it for the stream um why don't you go ahead and tell us which games we're arguing and we'll all just get into it all right well i figure we might as well go in the order in which they are presented to us so let's start off with kill zone shadowfall s d s really are you yes. actually for real no i think it's maybe a b it's not a d it's a good it's game d. it's not a d it's not a d Ooh. it's not a d it's, it's a, either c or d Killzone it is, Shadowfall I, fucking sucks it's a it bad I, I, game. it's a good alex it's a bad alex and not fun. let's let, let's do a digital high five right now oh, ready right. Uh, all right all right ah. We were going in opposite I, I directions. Think, I don't think our, yeah. I think you're going to squish we'll, we'll my head. Okay. I'm, we'll willing, I'm willing to concede and meet in the middle, but it is not a D. There are Fine. D I games will... on this list, but Killzone Shadowfall is not one of them. I will put it at C just because I know that we need to compromise later on other games. Death Stranding's not an S. We can always, like, change these up halfway through if That's we don't true. feel kind of satisfied. Yeah, okay. I, it's going to become a, it's gonna become a, a mess bottom of the so bottom, but it. I'll yeah. put it C for the time being. It is right. not fun. I played it at the beginning of the year because I'm like, I'm going to go through all okay. the PlayStation okay. 4 exclusives. You played it this year. You didn't play it when the system launched, which is when most of oh, us did play it. wow. Oh. There's nothing else to play on my new console. I guess this game is good then. It's, exactly. That's it was not that, good It was rationale. Lego Marvel Super Heroes. You know, let's that's just, not good rationale at all. Let's just be glad we're getting a much better launch for the PS5. Absolutely. Yeah. True. I, I will say this. I liked the tutorial mission for Killzone Shadowfall, where you're a child and you're fathering, following your father through basically what is soon to become a kind of planet very similar to the situation involving East and West Germany and the Berlin Wall. And you're kind of like trying to avoid all the rogue uh, Hellgas agents as they're out to kill you and your father. I thought that uh, introductory mission was really cool, but I think that the game that falls is not very good. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if anybody wanted to rebut or offer up any additional comments. It was fine. No, I think you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about a game that needs no introduction. Neck. Like it has to be asked. This right? one we can agree is D. This is D tier, right? I've not played Knack. Wait, you Nack haven't too? played Knack? I like Knack. Knack's no. actually good. People give it a lot. I of crap. own them it's both, and I've game. completed. I've completed neither of them. If we could modify the uh, like number of tiers that are currently on this list, I would have loved if we could have created a knack tier just for the knack games, but you, it's too late. Can you not modify it? Mitch is the one who created it, so uh, you can add a we'll roll above or below right here. Oh yeah, you can you just can, click yeah, the you gear. Can modify your own. <laughs> oh, God, we're, we're as long as it's here. below D. Why are if we hating below D? I'm Next fine with there being a knack here. I don't have an opinion on it. I've never played. What it. color is it? Brown. Sorry, I. Brown uh, for knack. Add a row below, yeah. And then you can just. I, I, I click the button and oh, there we go. Yep. Perfect. Okay, I was under the impression that because Mitch had created it, I wasn't like uh, allowed to be given responsibilities. To I think it's your own copy of it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Neck, brown, say hello right? to your new home. Like it was on our number one um, launch game, launch title, launch yeah. title. It was. 
Which we have to be consistent. Yeah. No, we don't. And it was no, your call. It wasn't my call. It was your call. No, it you was gave my me call. A game I didn't want to argue, and I called an audible and gave you knack instead. But you, you were going to give that. me another game anyway. You were going to give me knack regardless of what game I gave you. Also true. So once again, you gave me knack, and it was number one. I'm just saying we Fine. need to have consistency in our messages here. Right. Yeah. So it gets its own here. Is that not enough? All right. Let's move on. <laughs> right. Let's kill this conversation <laughs> and talk about Killer Instinct. Oh, good, good segue. I have, I have never played play, this yeah. game or any other this, game in the series. Okay, the, this Killer the Instinct is. I, I can talk about this, this Killer Instinct specifically is actually a very, very competent, good, decent fighter. Um, if you if you try and imagine on this tier list where, say, a Mortal Kombat would fall, this would be like on the tier right below. I think it. this is a B. Um, Killer, Killer Instinct um, I played some when I got Game Pass because I loved the Super Nintendo and the N64 games and it was the one game I was excited to play once I got Game Pass um, on my PC um, it's just a very like no frills fighter like it, it doesn't it, have the polish that there. yeah there's well it, it's also been through a few hands it's, it's over with Iron Galaxy now yeah um, and whatnot but yeah like the it's it's it both looks and plays and feels polished but also is rough around the edges enough that it maybe doesn't come across that way uh it, it's really kind of hard to articulate um the 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 modern killer instinct um i'm not i'm not even sure if it makes it into evo anymore it, uh, it was going to be as far as I, remember. Yeah. I think it was going to be an evo this year before they canceled it was it yeah um because maximilian mm. dude was going to do commentary for it uh nice. but it. It, it isn't a top tier fight like it's not considered a top tier fighting game they put a lot of love into it it has a battle toad and some new characters and it's pretty much hey Alex? every character in it it has the arbiter in it i know that i that that actually made me very excited. So don't yeah. but like but it's Halo Five Arbiter though, so, which isn't it is. terrible. It's still the it's still, Arbiter. It's still voiced by Keith David. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's I, I think it's a B or a C. I don't know. Where do you think, AJ? I'll trust your discretion. Uh, I I'm I'm in agreement with B. Okay. All right. I haven't it played is. it, but whatever. Yeah. I trust your discretion. Let's talk about Titanfall One. Okay, Titanfall 1 is a C-tier game because it was a proof of concept for Titanfall 2, which is actually a very good game. I just don't I'd think say it's about as good as Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah, that's fair. It's uh, infinitely better mm. than Killzone Shadowfall, but there just wasn't enough there to justify it being what it was. It was a proof of concept for Titanfall 2, at least in my opinion. I feel bad putting it on the same tier as Shadowfall, but yeah. uh, unless Nathan and... AJ, you have something to say. I never played the game, um, as I never owned an Xbox. It was an Xbox exclusive. It was an Xbox exclusive. It was Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC exclusive. So it was Xbox Um, Family Console exclusive. Good enough. Did it not ever come to PlayStation? No. The first one never came to PlayStation. Really? I thought it did for some reason. Microsoft published it. Yeah, Microsoft had publishing rights with EA. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, What I would say about Titanfall is... uh, 
it's it's from the original uh developers uh who made call of duty popular and good and they they took that feel and that formula in a new better interesting direction uh even if it was uh unfortunately locked to just just the multiplayer i think uh the game i i've never played i haven't been inspired to play much call of duty multiplayer um aside from like warzone earlier this year because it was something newer and different in that space but titanfall is the first one of those where i got to the whatever the equivalent of prestiging is so i i think it's better than killzone personally i mean if i put the game like before killzone like to the left of killzone we can agree that that means it's better than whatever falls sure no they're all on equal footing let's move on to the next title okay yeah well in my head canon it's gonna mean that okay all right let's talk about infamous first light actually you know what let's talk about infamous second sun first just because i feel like it's it 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 only makes sense that you should talk about that game first considering it came out chronologically before so i kind of think we need to talk about both of them together because one's going to yeah, rank you higher. You wouldn't than... have First Light without Second Sun. Yeah. Right. Um, like, personally, when I'm looking at this, like, I can just say First Light should be above Second Sun. Um, and however is, we rank yeah. it. Uh, First Light's, like, half the area, but it's a much better story, and it's a much better character. And it uses the best powers in the yeah. game the entire time. Mm-hmm. See, I liked the variety of powers that you got in Second Sun, but I knew this was a losing fight coming in. I almost didn't put First Light on here and just went with, you know, full games. But I knew if I did that, I wouldn't hear the end of it from Nathan. So I'm okay with First Light being our first S-tier title and Infamous being A-tier. Because I think it is infinitely I, better than uh, Killer Instinct. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to award something an S-tier, but, like, it is... Yeah, I don't think we're there It's yet. really high really? up there. I would put First Light at A and Second Son at B. That's where I would put it. I feel like Killer yeah. Instinct is too hot. I feel like Killer I Instinct, think Killer Instinct needs to move down. Gonna... To be honest, then if that's the case, I, I don't we think need it's to on the same everything level. Down one. See, yeah. I think the thing I'm I'm okay from with my that, perspective. Honestly, just just think it. about just, yeah, because like think about like what's coming up and where you would rank those. That's why I think that everything is too high right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. We're gonna run in a room at the top. You want me to move everything, yeah, everything down? Everything go down one. All Except Knack. Right. Knack can stay where Knack can stay on Knack tier. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, no, if, it, if it can't go lower one, than it can go. goes to the top. Technically, it's in its own All right, tier, so, so it's like... Is Infamous, Infamous Second Son is going at B? Yes. Yeah. Second Son, right. first light A. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm right. okay with that. It's froze for a sec. It's good. Uh, okay, let's talk about The Order 1886. D. Uh, yeah, I haven't played it, but my uh. understanding was that it was never that great. I finished. I finished it. It's fine. There's nothing special uh, yeah. about it. There's nothing. Uh, I'm like two trophies away from the platinum, and I still can't justify going back to get it. It is a D tier game. Yeah, this uh, I finished and platinumed it uh, as well. It's you know it's so weird because like typically when games are in the C or D tier list, everything in them across the board tends to be less than par like their story is not that great and also their gameplay is not that great and so on and so forth the order is this really weird lopsided game where its story writing and performances are 
honestly really not solid bad. across the board yeah. yeah it is not bad at all um and it's the gameplay where things really 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 suffer so it's it feels weird to put it in d but i think that's where it has to go Do, does it okay do, in terms of the gameplay does it suffer or does it just not do anything inspiring or new or interesting I, i'd say the latter it's short yeah, too it's more right? the latter like it is very short. It's like five hours or so, something, you're done. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when it came out at a, as a full-price game, yeah, then in in that regard, I think it's probably a D-tier game. But at a lower price, would it not... That experience, especially these days where you're trying to play as many games as possible, maybe bump it up a bit? I think I bought it for $4, and I still want to make it a D-tier title. So what does that say? Oof. Oof. Also, I don't oh, think we can take a, a slide and scale of price into opinion on these. No. I think it, we need to talk about game quality, not cost of the game. Um, otherwise, speaking, every single one of these speaking will be cheap of quality. I don't know. I was trying to say yes. the next one because we we're, we're, we're all pretty oh, much Mitch, I'm, I'm, What I'm, happened? I'm quality. You, you started out with such great segues at the beginning of this episode, I'm and each really subsequent segue has just been increasingly and increasingly so worse. I shouldn't uh, even talk be about on Bloodborne. this show to be honest Bloodborne. so Bloodborne. Bloodborne we can probably agree is a D tier yeah too hard <gasps> I didn't I didn't get out of the first like the first enemy I encountered killed me I, I didn't know. get back to it that's so, yeah, kind of totally where I D-tier. left it off <laughs> maybe even Knack tier oh it's not that good. well yeah that's actually that's a really true, high praise yeah. yeah no but for real like Bloodborne is either an A or an S like I'm. Pr- I, I know Cozy has the most uh, amount of time in it. So where would you put it, Cozy? Uh, see, here's the thing. I want to give it an S just because of its level of cultural pr- penetration. I'd say it's an A for me personally, but I know that we're not rating this these games based on just our personal opinions. Can we? Can we not give it B for Bloodborne? Uh, no, no. No. Knowing what I know about the game and how we would get so much hate on the internet for saying anything <laughs> below A. I'm okay with it. I think it should be an A. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Alrighty. The All fact right. that it's like not really grabbed most of us, and Cozy's Ooh. the one who has played it and still would give it an A. I think that that's fair. Alright. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Ori and the Blind Forest. I love this game. Yeah, I absolutely adore this game. A tier? At least... Just the Metroidvania style of it, the art style, like I everything about it just clicks. Yeah, yeah the wonderful. yeah the soundtrack is phenomenal. Wonderful. The yeah. it's it's just a wonderful experience. Uh, some game. Hold on, let, let me adjust my glasses. Some game called Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Ladies and gentlemen, Anyone we have our first game. S-tier. So I don't know Do if we? this should be included. I... Uh, I don't know as if we want to a... get into the logistics of like whether or not this can be included because we could go back and forth about this. I think for brevity, I think either an S or an A because I think just the value proposition of the Master Chief Collection along with at least four iconic as fuck games that, are, that still hold up today. Yeah, but isn't Halo 4 Halo in 4. this game? I wasn't counting Halo 4. Well, yeah, but it's still there. It's somebody who played so it's not like Halo a net 4. negative Halo 4 is to not the a, experience. Halo 4 is not a bad game. It's just a bad Halo game. We're not getting into that. 
King it's Sprint. still a good game. You get Halo 1, Halo 2, and Halo 3, and Halo Reach, which are, like, S-tier games on their own, so, and they're all in one collection. And they actually work now, too, can, on Xbox. Can can I throw so my I opinion in? But somebody... they didn't at launch. Yeah, it was, yeah, but they work now. It was broken we're, we're as fuck at now, launch. Though. We're talking about it now, um, though. And, well, if we're talking like, about it now, the game's still missing games on PC. Yeah. But we're not talking about the PC version. We're talking about the uh, Xbox version. We're talking yeah, about the what, game as a whole. Also, can can we go back to Halo 1 holds up? Because as somebody who hasn't it tried doesn't. Halo before, it does not... Like, my introduction it to... It plays just fine. But it doesn't play just fine. The The vehicle controls are terrible. It plays just no, fine because you they're, remember they're playing classic. it. They're classic. They, they play good because the they're great at the time it released, but they don't hold up you as well as You push forward, it moves do. forward. You turn the camera, the car turns no it's no it's not yes no it's that's not how it it's not it's it's easy i will con- i will make I'm, a concession let us put it in a i'm good with a i'm good i don't with... think it hits s tier just because it's not it's a wonderful package but as a whole is not I think value original it is undeniable if you haven't played phenomenal and the fact that it's also still continuing All right. to evolve and get okay better no i have to get to this day i need i need to take a pause because private jeebus in the chat is saying you cannot say a game doesn't hold up that you haven't played i played the entirety of halo one with a duke controller on a friend's xbox you can go shove it up your ass okay also, it doesn't TJ, hold up. You don't Spicy. have a leg to stand on because you have been dropping nothing but terrible opinions all night. Yes. Yeah. Knack to your opinions, as <laughs> yeah. it's been dubbed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on. Charted four. Did a thief? I set. think Nathan just agreed with that. I don't know what I agreed what? with. So, so what does everyone think about Uncharted four? It's knack to your opinions. If it existed, I would put this between a B and an A. I think it is an A tier. I think for me, this is the first game I would put in an S tier. Yeah. I think. I know people won't agree, but I friggin' loved Uncharted 4. I love the story of Uncharted 4. I love the characters of Uncharted 4. Yeah. The gameplay lacks quite a bit because you can tell that it was pieced together because of Amy Hennig leaving and Neil Druckmann taking over. And it really shows that on how many times you're just climbing in that game. I would put it as an A. Do we have. Um... I would agree with that. We didn't put uh, the what's the the sequel? Lost Legacy. Oh, uh, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Dude, Lost we didn't Legacy. put Lost Legacy. I thought about it. I'm, I thought about I like. It. I think Lost Legacy. I mean, you put I First Lost, Light in I think here. Lost Legacy, Legacy is honestly because I didn't finish Lost Legacy, and I thought we already ha- having already 41 titles was enough, seeing as we're not even halfway through this. Yeah. And it's yeah. 9:30. Yeah, yeah, we need to pick up. I, we I got some say, big like, games to talk about. At let's the put Uncharted Four at an A. I'm fine with it. I'm I good with an A. Speed, that's fine. I want to speed through eh. this when we're yeah. ready to argue. Yeah, all right. I mean, I can't. I feel like I can't put it on the same tier as Second Son. As yeah. much no, as I, it's a was better game than Second Son. Slightly yeah, underwhelmed by sure. it. So, yep. just polish right. it. It's better. Sunset Overdrive. I've never played this game. It's not on Game Pass. So I, I played five minutes of this at a buddy's house. So it's I don't wonderful. have too much to say. I want it. This is the only game on this list that is on the Xbox that made me want to buy an Xbox. Yep, I agree me with that because of Insomniac. It's yeah. still really good. It yeah. still feels really good. It holds up. Uh, hell, even even graphically to an extent, yeah. the, the art, art style, style they chose. Yeah. Um, it was the building blocks yeah. to Spider Man in a lot yeah. of ways. Yep. Like I think I think it should be I uh, B I I'm, I would I'm leaning B. I would put it at B. Everything personally. can't be A tier. Either yeah, B or it, yeah. It's better than Killer Instinct. I would say it's a B. Yeah, I, I would, I'd say I would say it's on the same level as Second Son. This is one of those instances where like 
part of me almost wants to give it an A, although I'll admit that I've never played it, so I can't like speak personally to what I think of it. Uh, the reason, though, why I think, yeah, B is probably right for this game is, again, it just comes back to the cultural impact thing where, like, you know, this game was really well received at the time of its release. People really loved it. And I feel like, you know, ultimately, how did it affect society? Did it have much of a tale? Like the game just did not exist much beyond the brief bubble yeah. in which it was released. So yeah, no, I think yeah. um, I'm I think with, B is I'm right. going with B on this one. Yeah, I think because because yeah, the bubble that it released in it was still uh, under the shadow of the horrible Xbox One launch. Yeah. So yep. yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what's up All next? Right, next game. Oh, I had a network error on my screen. Until dawn. This game is great every Halloween. Yeah. If you got a group of people together to play it, it is such a hoot. That being said, I'm good to put this into like a Whoa. B tier. I think it's a yeah. I think that's right for it. Yeah. Like, like I it's, don't, it, it's yeah. great, but it is one you, that is kind of it's a it's a very like single dimensional experience. It's better that makes sense. It's better than their current stuff they're releasing. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, so I was going to ask: Have any of you played uh, those games that the studio in question recently released? No, Super Massive. I have not no, played them from Su yeah. uh, Super Massive, but the feedback is continually whelming or underwhelming. I would, I would love to do a playthrough of it with one of you guys here because the whole experience for both Man of Madon and the one that just came out that's name I can't remember in the Dark Pictures anthology. Uh, yeah. They're multiplayer the whole way through, so I think that'd be a lot of fun. But that's a big mm. investment to make in a game that seems to be mediocre. I only bring up those games just to ask, like, do you think that your opinion of Until Dawn is being slightly soured by what the studio has been up to recently? Or are you do you really feel like you have a clarity of opinion in terms of what the game was at the time of its no, release? No, I think this is a I, yeah. I think this is a B upon its release. Um like yeah. I just yeah. I had a great experience with it because it was we got a group of friends together and we played through the entirety of it, like around Halloween. And we all made the decisions together and, and all of that. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, but we also played it in a room where they had the mechanic in the game of if you move the controller or make too much noise, the thing might find you. And everyone around me was jumping and getting scared, causing me to jump and get scared. So we got killed a few times. But I think there was a, a lot of novelty to the experience, but it's still pretty good. Um, also, Detroit came Become Human came out and did a, like did the webbing stuff better. See, I knew yeah. I forgot to put something on this list. Oh, All right. Uh, well, too late. Let's go, B. All right. Let's talk about The Last Guardian. D? I didn't I play, play it. it. Wow. D for didn't play it. I didn't. Oh, I'll shit. jump on that boat. I heard that it wasn't received yeah. that well. Yeah. I, I haven't I played it. it either, and I know it wasn't received well. I'm going to give it a shot when it's um, uh, in the PlayStation 5 collection for PS Plus. Um, I bought it for like $12 and I should probably get to it at some point. I think Shadows is great. Like Shadow of the Colossus was great and the remake was done really well by Bluepoint, but I never connected with Eco or, um, and this didn't really seem to jive, but I don't know. I'm willing to try it. I, I need to give it a shot. Yeah. I played the first, I'd like to say, three to four hours of this game. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I definitely had more than a few moments where I was just plain-ass confused as to where I was supposed to go or what I was supposed to do. I, I, 
I, I think that there's a like an even more strong there's an even stronger kind of clarity to vision in, in this game than there even was in Shadow of the Colossus or Eco before it. And I, I appreciate like the fact that The Last Guardian was, I'd say, a lot more kind of cinematic than those games, and I'd say way more guided even, but that couldn't save me from ultimately dropping the game and I don't know if I'm ever gonna go back to it. I, I, I don't think that it should go at D though. I think that this is a okay, C. Okay, I'm fine with the C. Yeah, you don't have you've much played in the it, C so I yeah, I'm I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'll, give that one to you. Yeah, I'll let you have your opinion on that one. It But yeah. Yeah, obviously this is one of those games where like I don't begrudge anyone who's like this game is an A tier, this game is an S tier. That's just I think that the room is uniformly pretty unenthusiastic about this yeah. one. It's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Let's you know. be more enthusiastic. Right, we, we, we have to be honest ourselves. Let's go. Uh Ratchet and Clank. Uh, S. S. No questions. Uh, S. A. A. That's uh, fine. Any this, last is a, this is a movie tie-in game that people All right, let's enjoy. D. Yeah. This should be, like, number one, it's the graphical powerhouse for the PS4 Pro. This took, yeah. like, more advantage of how the games look, but then the gameplay is just fun. I went through it four times because I couldn't get one trophy to activate so I could get my platinum. Finally got in my Was it the one where you have to kill one of every, or make one of everything to yes. with the Groovatron? It's 100% that yeah, one. Yeah, I had to play through the game three times for that one, and guess what the last thing I missed was? The boss? The final yeah, boss yeah. of the game. Um, but <laughs> it's like it's a fantastic game. The storytelling is really unique because you have Captain Quark telling the story time, and he's, unre- he's an unreliable narrator in it, so... Yeah, the fourth wall breaking he does is phenomenal. The the character development between Ratchet and Clank and Quark and it's just it's it's fun. It looks great. It plays wonderfully. I for one cannot wait for Rift Apart. Yep, I think Rift Apart's probably going to be the well. We've got of War coming That'll, next year. That, too, that might be my game of the year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, we'll see. And we've got God of War coming out that year. Yep. So. Ooh. Yeah, like these games are that good for me. Yeah, yeah. I love. I'm gonna play. I'm going to play it when Rift Apart gets. Oh, you haven't played Ratchet and Clank. No, I own it. I just there's a lot. It's a lot of games. Is, oh, it is worth. I want to wa- even I w- now. I want to wait till it's relevant, you, like in the sense that ripped apart. Well, and out. play it on the PlayStation Five because oh my god, I yeah. got to. That should be gorgeous. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, you're gonna have such a good time. The load screens are gonna like not exist. Yeah. very excited. All right, about it. Do I have to play the PS2 ones to understand? No, this no. is a reboot. This is a this it's, is it's reboot. Yeah, that this is I a reboot know. of the first game, which was also released to tie in with a terrible film. Yeah, uh, which there are cutscenes in this game that are taken from the movie, and you cannot tell because yep. it just looks like wow. the game. It's hmm. really, really good. Yeah, it's this is if you haven't played this on PS5 or on PS4, and you're getting the PS5 with the collection, make this one of your first games. This is without a doubt the greatest movie tie-in game to ever be released. Yep, I think that's fair. Except Street Ooh. Fighter, the movie well, of the game. Speaking of easy decisions, let's talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. C. A. 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 B. Horizon's not good. Oh, really? I, I, I was ex- See, I was expecting I'll, I'll you guys at, to go... I'll put it at B. I was expecting you guys to go A for Ratchet and S for Horizon, not the other way around. I, I think Horizon's good. Good? I, I don't... There's aspects to the game I don't love. Like, I don't love... I, I liked more of the bow action and taking characters out. Yeah. Um, I didn't love all the traps and everything. And I found that got overly yeah, complicated found, when fighting multiple 
um, yeah. creatures at the same time. Oh boy, Monster Hunter! Like it felt yeah. like a proof of concept that the sequel is going to be so much better because it's going to be yes. so much more polished. Yeah. Because this is the first time mm-hmm. Gorilla ever did anything outside of first-person shooters. So, like, I just yeah, like I think it's I think it was fine. I think Forbidden I think West is going to be me. great. Yeah. I don't think that like this was this was great. Forbidden West is going to be phenomenal. Yep, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, there was just it, a lot it's... lacking for me in terms of the story. It was kind of lackluster. It came. It had such a weird end where it just kind of ended, and I didn't realize yeah. it. I'm like, oh, that was it. Now what? And yeah. I don't know. I just it left a weird taste in my mouth for me personally. This is. It's really interesting to hear you guys say this because you know, as you know, I started this game up for the first time just like a few months ago, and I really, really gushed about it on the podcast. I talked about how I really loved all the cool quality of life stuff it does i love shooting bow and arrows around and actually what happened with that game is i entered into the first cauldron of the game the kind of earliest cauldron that you can get to uh, upon starting it up and i kind of encountered a pretty rough patch late in the cauldron and i haven't back to it since i do really want to get back to it this is a game i'm going to get back to in a way that i'm not going to get back to something like the last guardian but yeah i think i have to agree with you on it being an A tier. Yeah, I think A is the right spot yeah. for it. Uh, we agreed on A because I was still leaning towards B. Oh, I think it should be B. I, I'm okay. Hey, with, you're the tiebreaker. I'm okay with an A. I don't a, AJ, you're going to be the tiebreaker here for a game you've never played. I I've uh, played Horizon. I just never got all the way through it. Okay. Uh, the dinosaur stuff was cool and whatnot, but yeah, like. The, the traps got kind of complicated in a Monster Hunter-like way, in a way that wasn't entirely yeah. fun. So I think I'm going to have to give okay. it a B. Okay. Wow. Okay. Not what I expected. N- not expe- not at what I expected that either. Uh, Street Fighter V. Uh, so it's C. A B. It needs to go above Killer Instinct. Does it, though? Yes. Yeah. It's a B. For all the issues it had, we had a whole rehab about it. It's it's at its core still a great fighting game, and it should be a B and above. Oh, okay, that's fine. Everybody's yeah. golf. Okay, it's it's a better fighting. It's a be, still a better fighting game than Killer Instinct. I haven't played Everybody's Golf. Oh wait, uh, Everybody's Golf should be an S tier. No, it should. Yes, it should. I was gonna say this seems like a game that you freaking love, Nathan. I, I have. And like I don't, I don't even mean that in like a, a mocking way. Like this seems like a game that everybody loved and that you. I have hundreds loved. of hours into everybody's golf. Uh, like two years in a row, when Sony sent out my like most played games by hours, uh, everybody's golf was in the lead with like 150 hours a year. Um, I mean, if that were the case, then we'd have pure pool on this list. So pure pool is like, really it, good. It's a great experience. It's a great experience to come back to and just play around. But it's not like it. it it's it's a it's a good golf game, but it's it's a golf game. Um, we can put it at A and just compromise. I'm, uh, I'm A is where I was thinking just based on the time I've put into it. It's great. It's, it is a great game. I don't know if it's better than Horizon, but if you're saying S, no, we can fine. keep it at A. I, yeah. I I think as far as games go, like it lets you create your own characters. It has really good golf mechanics. Um, the courses are wide open. You can drive your golf cart around it. Heck, uh, down the line, you can. I, I bought it, but you can get a Chobico and fly around <laughs> the courses. Um, it's. I've. Yeah. You mean a Chocobo? A Chocobo. That's what I said. Did I? Uh, uh, I, I, I? You said a Chobico. Oh, 
close enough. Chocobo. Anyways, whatever. All it's right, fun. Act two. That's like ketchup versus cat There we go. Quantum Break. I have not played so, Quantum hold on. Break. Before we talk about this game, this is a terrible piece of key art for this game, by the way. Yes. Well, it, it, yeah. It's, it's fun real people's faces because it it's an be, FMV and it game. Should, and it should be reflected in where it goes, which is D. Or no, I think it should be C. D? Oh, I think I, it should be C. I it think C fine. is the right spot for it. Yeah, it was fine. But it wasn't that great, it, especially compared to what Remedy has done so. since They'd, and done before. They focused a lot on the wrong parts of yeah. you mean, what makes uh, video games fun. This was back when Microsoft was still like, yeah, we need to integrate our games with film and TV, entertainment TV, and TV. TV, and, yeah. Yeah. TV. It was a fun experiment. Yeah. It was it was novel at the time, but it's like yeah. you needed to install like 70 gigabytes worth of FMV to play the damn game. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. Which All right. Gran Turismo is this? I can't even tell. Uh, Gran Turismo Sport. It's the only one that came out on the PS5. Is it I good? Think, isn't it? I don't know. Or I don't know. No, it was. It wasn't it, good. It, I really enjoyed like, it. Yeah, especially in VR. It had a great VR mode. That it it there was something I oh, I remember there was something about it that was just like compared to previous iterations of Gran Turismo, it was did not compare. Um, no, I, I think I wish I could remember. I'm not a Gran Turismo guy, but I remember that feedback uh, when it came out. Um, like it just i've never been a sim heavy guy i like my racers more arcadey like need for speed so gran turismo's never uh, jived with me um but there was something about sport which has never quite hit where people wanted it to hit um they're hoping that i think seven comes out better like c tier sure yeah that's what i was thinking all right let's do c tier all right are we gonna get contentious aj I'm going to let you two argue about this because I haven't played this game. I'm going to go get some water. Listen, okay, listen. I, I'm the Halo 5 apologist it's a, it's here. A, it's a good game. It's a bad Halo it's, game. I think it should be C tier. It's a good game. It's. A I will compromise and put it, it at B if you really if it's you think it should be. It's a fine Halo game. I would I would say B as well. Fine. I'll agree with under, that. Under Master Chief Collection. I think that's where it belongs. Right. You know what? That's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All Although right. I will say Halo Five belongs in the Master Chief Collection, I agree and they with need that to as well. Do but that work. I don't want them to add it to the Master Chief Collection because the Master Chief Collection is being held together by duct tape and dreams. I <laughs> mean, another fucking game into it is just going to ruin it again. Th yep. They have like improved the multiplayer experience on Halo Five quite a bit over the past yeah. little while, correct? Like, I feel like that's Probably. at least worth something, even if you are disappointed by the. I'm going to play it when I get my Series X because I don't have any way to play it right now. Fair God enough. of War. Yeah. S. I, yeah, there isn't much debate yeah. here. Yeah. I think. We should Mitch put it in NAC tier before Mitch gets back, and then we can. Oh, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, do it, do it, do, do it, it, do it, do it. Meme, meme, meme. All right. All right. <laughs> sea of Thieves. Uh, not sea of Thieves. AJ, you're probably the only one who has uh, it. Yeah. Um, no, okay. So Sea of Thieves came out um, without a lot of fanfare, right? And people were, like, not going to get it. But this was the first. Uh, first true game pass game that kind of like truly like it proved what it was worth um and i put a good number of hours into sea of thieves especially at the start um and my friend ben who was on the uh podcast says said that he was uh playing it uh, a lot more recently too um the continual improvements and everything it basically it, it seems like a, a because it's on Game Pass, um, it feels like a fairly decent um, 
free-to-play game, even though you can pay full price for it. Uh, if you if you didn't have Game Pass, um, if you get a good crew of people together, uh, going on on missions, uh, finding an enemy ship, and completely bombarding them with, uh, you know, your cannon fire to try and steal their treasure that they have, you know, it, it it's a very exhilarating experience, and I would put it somewhere between A and B. Maybe put it on the B. It's then? up to you. You're the only. Yeah, I think it should be B. Yeah. 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 Nobody else has an opinion. No, none. Y'all have these fancy new PCs that can run it. You should try it. I mean, so I'm play it with me, and I'll probably rank it higher. But Same. no one's played it with me, so. Mitch, Same. are you, are all you right. good with all our lists? I don't care. It's Xbox stuff. I'm gonna meet myself yeah, again okay, while we great. talk about right. the K2. All right. All right. State of the K2. All right. State of the K2. <laughs> Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys! Move Nothing. that! Move it! <laughs> move what? Oh, Alright, move, move it! Move it. I don't, I don't see what the issue is. Quantum break? You want quantum break at S? That's weird. <laughs> no. no, it's okay, guys. I moved the game that Mitch took issue with. That oh, was it's fixed. Oh, yeah. No, yes, we're good. We're good now. Fix perfect. it. Thank you. Yep, right, we perfect. got it. Fix it! <laughs> uh, oh, wait, hold on a sec. I got the wrong game. There we go. Fix it or I end my recording and leave. <laughs> Put God of War in S tier, you goddamn cowards. It's not even my right. it's not even my favorite game of twenty eighteen and I know it has to be S tier. Come on. I mean I, I know that it, it is an S tier game yes. for sure. Like just We were doing that to fuck with you, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. State, no, really? of decay, State, State of Decay Two, I think, is a scene. yeah. This was not received well it's, at it's all. Real right? Jank. Like, is jank it's an, it's actually another it's another dec- like Game Pass game that's actually fairly decent. Um, you can do multiple playthroughs with it. Um, I enjoyed the one playthrough that I had, but I felt like I had beaten the game at that point, and I wasn't gonna play it again with different characters. So. Um, yeah, where'd, where'd you guys say? Either C. I honestly think it should be C. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, it, I think it's glitchy enough that it should be a C. If it were well-polished and, yeah. and, and whatnot, to I, go it would higher. be a B. It's Yeah, it, the jank brings it down. <sighs> sorry, sorry, Private Jeebus. No, I'm not sorry. He has bad opinions. It's like, this is a question, but what happens if Stage of Decay 3 comes out and is the similar type of jank and they don't fi- fix the polish? Then they're wrong. Uh, it'll load a lot faster, <laughs> so it'll be jankier quicker. Yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. get you'll get back to the jank faster. All right, next S tier game, Spider Man. Spider Man. Like, this, is S- this is my favorite Spider-Man. game of the generation. So yeah, S for Spider Man for me. It's probably my. It's in my top I was just saying, I really sure, like Spider Man, sure. but should be A. <laughs> yes. No. no I, S. I God damn S. it. I think. All right, just, S. It is the ultimate superhero game. Mm, it is the best. Stop. It is the best traversal in a game I've ever. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with this. I have to go with you guys on this. Uh, unfortunately, this is just one of those games where I had great ambitions to play it before Marvel's Avengers came out to Cozy, be, I you know, properly prepared for the for Marvelness. To, I cannot wait for you to play this. Yeah, game. I'm, I'm, I'm so and I'm going to get back you. to it on the PlayStation Five. I look, I I really love the traversal as well, and I talked about it on the podcast about how you know, as somebody that has not been back to New York City in quite some time, it was really cool to swing through that city and be like, oh man, it's really neat to be in a 
fairly photorealistic depiction of this place that I love and have not been to in quite some time and probably will not be back to for quite some time. Uh, but yeah, I just did not play enough of it to arrive at an opinion. All right, All right Astrobot. Astrobot. I'm playing. Uh, it's an S tier. It changed the way yeah. three. That's what I've heard. Um, it like it's like Mario sixty four. Cool. It, it it has me excited for a pack in game that I'm going to get next yep. week. That's Agreed. how good the gameplay is in Astro Astrobot Rescue Mission. And I think Agreed. some of the novelty of it not being in VR for Astro's Playroom will knock it a bit. Yeah, I agree. But that. I think what Japan Studio did with Astrobot Rescue Mission reinvented the way I look at Black. It's Mission. blown every person's head I yeah, put that on, it's blown them away. So yeah, no. Easy. Yeah. It just you Perfect. turn around and there's stuff to do. Yep. Cool. What? All right, Forza Horizon 4. I think this should be uh, I agree with A. I've actually played this game. I agree. I need to play yeah. more of it, but I it would is, agree with that it is like a, It is the definitive it, racing game. Of... You can get the Warthog in it. Oh, I cool. didn't know that. A. A, uh, I think A. Day's gone. C. Did, hold on a second, Alex. Can I ask you uh -huh. a very quick question? Has there ever been a video game that has included a Halo character or vehicle or whatnot where you've been like, oh, man, this actually really radically changes my opinion on this no. game? Never. No. Good. Yeah, not even, not right. even Soul Calibur. Tie-in characters wow. do not make the game. Yeah. All Except right. for uh, Soul Calibur 2. Days Gone, see. I Never, haven't played uh, Days Gone, um, so... It's really, really, really mad. I know. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Jeebus, stop. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. That's quite... Uh, private oh, Jeebus in the chat. That's Sam, a hot take. Having Sam Whitworth go, motherfucking cat, motherfucking piece of shit. I just I, it's not a good game it's really not like it's uh, a C tier game it's fine at best I for, platinumed it I put 60 oh wow so you should be an expert wow. then fine. Uh, yeah it's fine. Uh, I'm gonna try it on PS4 for our audio only for our audio only listeners uh, Private Jeeves in the chat says S tier Days Gone is greater than The Last of Us 2 I don't think that's correct and I, I haven't played either that of them is, that is really really wrong Okay, let's move on. It's 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 a, it's a C. All right, <laughs> it could be a rare D. replay. No, I'll give it a okay. C. It's better. Rare than, replay better than is so a collection of old games that came out on old stuff, so it probably belongs in the A tier, like Master Chief. I would collection. agree with that. How many of the games are good a, on the rare lot replay of... collection? Banjo, Banjo Two, Perfect Dark. Um, cameo is like eh. then you've got the arcade ones like uh, what's sorry that? I had to take that phone call it was the pharmacy telling me that they got more flu shots and so I actually get a flu did shot you, tomorrow did you read oh. Private Jeebus in the chat and how he's a fucking crazy person um, I mean Rare makes great games but it's not no, no go up go up what? further oh yeah no, no Days Gone is all <laughs> what the fuck Jeebus <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say something really controversial when we get to the Last of Us Part Two, but that's not a conversation for right now. Yeah, um, please. Like we can put Rare Replay at an A, I guess. I think it should be. I think it should be along the. I do wish this was available on Game Pass yeah. for PC. Me Agreed. too. It, Agreed. Oh yeah, for PC. I'd love to yeah. actually be able to play these games. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've never played any of them. Um, I've played a few of them. It's missing Rare's Gears best five. title, which was Diddy Kong Racing. Though. Yeah, oh, Diddy Kong Gears Racing five. is so good, but that's going to be on the... Gears 5. Gears 5 is... Let's I want to play this so bad. Gears 5, is, Gears, Gears 5 is phenomenal, but I don't it's think it's on S. PC. I don't think it's I know an it's S, on PC. I, I want people to play it with. I think it's a phenomenal with. game. Someone play Gears I, 5 with me. It is the best Gears of War, in my opinion. Maybe, it, maybe just under 2. 
I love Gears one through three, so I really need to play this. I've not played it at I all. Think, I think it's a re- I, it's a return to form for Gears. Is it on Game Pass? Because okay. I didn't really for like PC. Yes. Yeah, I didn't. Nathan, I didn't like, you want to play it with me? Yeah, maybe. I've never played it's one. It's three. It's three. three. Pl- it's three player co op. I'll play with you guys too. Um, but yeah, like I, I make didn't it like a press four. YYZ stream or something. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like four. Five is great. Okay, yeah. that's what I've heard. Yeah. All right. Concrete, Concrete Genie. Genie. Uh, B. Still in the cellophane wrap. Um, I really like Concrete Genie now. Uh, review code provided by PlayStation because I got a review code for it. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really fun game that tells a neat story, and I really like the graffiti mechanics in it. So it should be a B tier. Cool. I gotta get. I gotta get around to it. It's. I got it as a Christmas one. gift, and I really hope my mom's not watching this episode because it was a Christmas gift for my mom, and it has not been opened this year. So, sorry. I was rude. Ready. Okay. All right. This next game, I was ready to fight for, but I have to pee so badly that I will. Con- I will. I think Death Stranding what's, is an S tier game. Uh, uh, of the next, hold on. Of the next few games, what's a game that you have no opinion on, Alex? Um. Iron Man Iron VR, Man. Grounded, and Battle Okay. All right, we'll do, we'll do those. We'll do those three while you're gone. All okay. right, let's do uh, Iron Man it's VR. Just, uh, Mitch? I'm going <laughs> For me, the novelty of Iron Man puts it at a B, but yeah. as a game, I think it's a C. I think it's a C as well. I think flying around as Iron Man's really good, um, and they nailed that. Um, for the most part, turning... But it's got some jank. It's got some jank. There's no question about it. Um, I think they nailed being Iron Man, but the game I itself, still want to finish it. Yeah. Once I have a VR space set up again, I will finish it, as well as finish Astrobot. And I don't think I finished a VR game, so I got to finish a lot yeah, of Yeah, and it didn't make me sick. Like, no, I, I thought it was going to make wow. me vomit. Um, no, I was in there for I think my longest session might have been like two and a half, three hours. Yeah, I, I did nothing a, coming out of it. But I don't nor I don't normally get queasy from VR. But they just figured out how to make it that good, so I was impressed yeah. by that. Wow, it's really. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but my current setup, uh, where I record my streaming and podcast from, is so cramped that it's actually really impeded my ability to play more PlayStation VR games. I so I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to this one unless I like significantly remodel my play slash workspace in the future. Yeah, I mean you might move uh, out and have a place that has like an office space you can use. Like that would have to happen pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Uh grounded. Uh I haven't played grounded. I think AJ's the only one who's uh, played it. Yeah, uh grounded grounded is fine. Um I didn't play all the way through it. I think it's a good novel concept. Um especially like the perspective of being uh in pretty much honey i shrunk the kids um i think i don't think it in its current it's state in early access i think it's probably a c it, yeah. yeah it's maybe when the game does come out gets a little more polished gets a little more content yeah but for a now full, like a full release whatever yeah yeah all right um, i i thought this one was actually going to rank a little bit higher considering how much good positive buzz it got at the time of its but release. But we haven't but heard much since then. You're the boss on this one. Yeah. It, it was cool the, the week it came out, and then nobody talked about it since. Um, yeah. Battletoads. Battletoads. Another one I have to play. Um, I haven't played it either. <clears throat> uh, it got, actually, I was surprised, good rev- like decent reviews. Uh, yeah. I was a little surprised by surprisingly that. Surprisingly love this one. Because... Um, 
Alana Alana Pierce she really liked uh, it. of internet fame. She really really liked it. Um, I gotta get to it, but I'd have nothing to say right now, unfortunately. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Based on what I've heard, it's probably a B tier. I'd give it a closer maybe to a C. C. Yeah, I think yeah a C if anything. Talking about uh, it, uh, Alex. I yeah. I, talking I about this is one of those games where I feel like uh, I feel kind of bad to give this one a C because it really seems like it kind of shattered people's expectations. But yeah, it feels it just I don't know if it can sit. But then again, on B tier, B tier, we have games like Halo Five and Concrete Genie, which feel like they're kind of on the same tier as Battletoads. No, we, I, I think the problem here is we just haven't played enough of it to give a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but if anyone Alex, wants to play back. Battletoads with I me, let back. me know. All right, you're back. back, so we can talk about Death Stranding. Death Stranding is an S tier game. It is an S tier game. It is a masterpiece. It is not perfect, but Death Stranding is a. Masterpiece. I haven't played it, so I have no opinion. Uh, I do want to try it though. The fact I, that they I watched they Loki took, Mike play a few hours of it, and none of it made sense. They took they took traversal, which is usually not very fun in games, and they made it a whole mechanic, and it's actually investing the whole the entire community aspect of death stranding is something that i haven't really experienced in a game before other than maybe dark souls but death stranding takes it to that next level of your everything you do in the game is going to help someone else later and everything that other people are going to do is eventually going to help you and it's incredible this is just from the gameplay alone like i'm not even talking about story or anything because yes it's kojima it's convoluted nonsense but i love that shit but also just from a gameplay perspective they took traversal and made it interesting uh i'm gonna briefly activate spoiler mode oh i haven't put all right spoiler mode i played the game so here's the deal uh, you know, while I was playing this game, a lot of people were talking about how, hey, the game does not get very good until they reach the fourth chapter of the game. And then after that, it just kind of really hits its stride. I actually really enjoyed the game prior to chapter four. And then when I got to chapter four, which is the chapter where you end up in this like World War II-esque hellscape where you're battling ghostly soldiers that are controlled by what's-his-face's character, I really really hated that chapter so much so that it honestly turned me off from going back to the rest of the game i do want to return to it at some point but like alex can i ask Mm -hmm. you one what did you think of that section of the game okay yes i do think that the the moments in um i can't remember what it what that beach is try to be vague because but but we haven't played it but like the the moments when you it's a boss fight with with i will you're not going to remember this with cliff those those moments um yes they are not very good because they are very different to the rest of the game but those moments are not that long and everything else around it is so wonderful and then the story context to why you're there and what is actually happening i think i think makes up for the sort of lackluster shooting gallery type stuff Mm. that's at least my opinion too like do you agree with the sentiment that it's after that chapter that the game really hits its stride because again i was in this weird space where i was actually really enjoying the game up until that point and that kind of killed my interest in it is there an even better game that awaits me after that or is it i 
I thought that the game was really slow. It took me about four hours before it clicked for me. But once like the mechanics, once the mechanics click, then you're like, oh, this is incredible. It's here's the thing: as I understand, Death Stranding is going to be very divisive. You're either going to love it or hate it. I fully get that. I am on the camp that loves it, and so because of that, I am like going to champion it as much as I can because I think it is a truly unique experience that I think is in some ways one of the most unique games that's on this entire list, at least of the ones that I've played. But so unique doesn't make it good. But it was I just really enjoyable and good. Really quick. All right, we're good. Really I, quick. Um, just with, I won't spoil anything. Don't worry. Um, yeah, we're out of spoiler mode, by the way. So you technically can't. Otherwise, yes. you get yeah, a good no, underwear on the to. flag polling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. So they took the traversal thing and kind of made it super interesting, right? Yes. But it still ended up for me being um, that I, open world problem where I got distracted by all the other things around me um, and all the uh, side quest deliveries you could pick up and do. Um, uh, as well as uh, trying to complete the highway. Mm -hmm. um, and I got completely distracted by that and just stopped progressing until I just didn't pick it up again. So, yes, it, it tried to do something different in that regard, but it still fell into a lot of the same traps. And even still, the, 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 any interaction that I had with actual BTs, I found to be... Uh, interfering with what I really wanted to do, which was explore more. And if, if they had just focused more on the exploratory aspect of it and, and less trying to uh, hinder your, your ability to do that, I think, I think it, it would have stuck around a, a little longer for myself. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm willing to compromise on this. I understand that uh, my opinion of this game is a lot higher than a lot of people's. I am okay. So, Nack, here it is. A. <laughs> I think Death Stranding is still a phenomenal experience that everyone should at least try and see if it clicks with I think it belongs in the same tier as Uncharted and Gears 5. Yeah, okay, I think that's fair. I'm okay See, I don't think it belongs in the same tier as Uncharted. I think it belongs it. in the same tier as... Yeah, that's true, too. All right. Final Again, Fantasy VII Remake. Like, yes. Sorry, one more... Yeah, you know... Um, yeah. Yeah, A. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. I mean, I vote S alongside Alex, H. if you say S here, then I'll say S for uh, Persona 5 Royal. Fine. Okay. Yay. All right, let's put Final This game is phenomenal. S. It's one of my favorite games of the year. It's one All of my right. favorite games on the console. Persona 5 Royal goes at S yeah, as no well. Sure. Uh, Ori and uh, the Will of the Wisps. I'm, um, I've not played this one. I haven't played much of it, but what I've played is Same. very phenomenal. Like, I feel like it should be <laughs> A or S based on what I've heard about it because people speak really highly of it. it, yeah. it yeah, people hold it about on par as the original yeah. right i would like i think us. some people yeah, look I at think, it higher i think i put it at a i think yeah. i'll put it at a just because i, wait, wait, I, I mean from what i've seen again this is one i need to get back to playing i would probably say it's s tier for me personally but if we're gonna concede I to mean, a then that's fine. you've probably played more than me so i will trust your uh, no i i literally have not booted up this game i was waiting until i got game oh. pass for it okay then honest then let's put it at a because okay. i've only played i've like I think it's on par with the original, at least. I haven't gotten far enough to really... See, I think if that's the case, really like... I don't know. Nah, never mind. Go All ahead. Right. 
Ghost, Ghost of, Tsushima. of Tsushima. Yes. Um, I th- so okay. So <laughs> having not played it myself and have, but also having listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff, I would say before all the recent updates, um, you know, as a standalone experience, it would probably be an A tier. Um, but he- after hearing everything they're adding to it, it probably goes up. I'll agree. Spoilers, this is my game of the year. It's Insomniac's best, or not Insomniac, it's Sucker Punch's best game by by far, and so I'm cool putting it at S. All right. Finally, last but not least, The Last of Us, part II. S. A. S. Cozy, where This is like... An A between an A and an S. Here's the thing: is I do still think that the first game is better. The first like game is story, better. The, the, like story-wise, I think the first game is better. So, but the game itself is yeah. But an I S think more about experience. I think more about the story of the first one than I do, or in the characters of the first one. Than I I think that because I have a foot in the S pond, I have to put it in S just because that's how voting works. Unless Nathan, you have to. You have anything? To I haven't played with? it, so I'm really not the right person. It's better than okay. Uncharted Four. I think it's better than Uncharted Four. Yeah, it's it's better than Uncharted. So that's that's why I would put it at S. Can I say something else? Um, sure. I think, as as much as I hate to say it, I think Master Chief Collection is a better game than Uncharted Four, and it should be an S tier game. Where were you like thirty five minutes ago? <laughs> I was I was pondering, Pooping. and I, well, I was also looking at the fact that every game that we have an S tier is a PlayStation game, and I feel bad for the Xbox boys on the podcast. I mean, we are we argued for them to be where they are. So. Yeah, okay. I, I'm kind. I of, was just trying to be nice, but whatever. It's it, I if you if you think of this as like a, a good roundup of like the generation in terms of exclusive it still kind of fits because the xbox got off to such a rocky start and had to gain ground yeah. and they've it only, only really just up by the they've end, only yeah. yeah they started picking up by the end and they only recently started buying uh studios that you might actually care about yeah. so they did it the same way that they did it when they introduced themselves into the generation by force by using microsoft money yep yeah that was the, that was the whole reason why the xbox became a thing and was actually a household name was because microsoft forced it yeah yeah i do think titanfall should be higher that's my only yeah, edit I would does anyone have any other gripes on the list um no no not really i i think there are some things i'm surprised about like i was not expecting ratchet and clank to rank that high but nothing that i think is really egregiously out of place i would put rare i would say i would i mean i know i left for it i would argue rare replay with old game is old and putting that as a b-tier game but we we said that it had to be on the same level as master chief collection because they're both just phenomenal values but valued just just because a game like you could say a game that was pirated and had a card of like 450 games on it is great value but if they're not great games and is the value really there i think part of i think part of how many how many games in the rare replay do you need to play today like three or four of them i think it's at least at least at least it's at least on par with the same number in master chief collection i i mean 
fine. I don't want to argue about this anymore. I, I, I think our we're, list we're, is good. So for those who are listening in, we will be sure to put this list out on Twitter once we've posted the audio version of the show. Let everyone know what we saw. Just yep. to recap the S-tier titles, the games that are the games of this generation on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are Ratchet & Clank, God of War, Spider-Man, Astrobot Rescue Mission, a.k.a. the best reason to own a PSVR, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Persona 5 Royal, Ghost of Tsushima, and The Last of Us Part Dose. Can you tell that we like PlayStation? <sighs> like, Can you tell that PlayStation has a better generation had a for better games, generation arguably? In general. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. It's wrapped. That is our first top tier. If you have any feedback on the way that went, please let or us know. Or more things for us to rank. Yeah, or more ideas yes. for things we can rank, because this was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. it, I oh. was going to ask, if anybody here has any tiers of their own that they've created that they want to share with us, feel free to do so now. I don't think that we are going to get any this time around, but hey, uh, again, I, this is something we're it, still It's not on the list, with. but where would people put Detroit Become Human? I was just curious. A. Oh, B. I put it at A. I think it's I think it's the best uh, Quantic Dream yeah. game, best like a uh, best game of that style, like just period. My wife style. and I played through it together, I, and uh, like we had a really good time. Uh, I would put see, it. See, I enjoyed it until dawn. I would more. put it on B. I think Detroit is the best possible. Like it's the ultimate version of that style of yep. game. All right, let's wrap this up. Okay, yeah, please. Sorry, right, hold thank- on. <laughs> hold on a second. Okay, we might actually have a tier list coming in hot uh from one private jeebus no oh, his opinion's boy. trash i don't want to put it on we can platform. we can talk about that oh, yeah we God. can we can take that one offline because we're over two hours here I you know what i up. think that's a good idea let's actually we'll make that the post show all right all right well so thank Mitch you for tuning in out. to this episode of press yyz if you enjoyed what you heard be sure to check us out on twitch rate and review the show on apple podcast give us a follow on twitter at press yyz where we keep you up to date with the latest news and happenings about the show and of course you can find the rest of the crew all over the place cozy where can people find you you can find me on twitter at twitter.com slash alex cozina and on twitch at twitch.tv slash cozy bear live remember that i'm going to be hosting a 12-hour extra life marathon stream this friday november 6th starting at 1 p.m est going until 1 a.m est balance where are you on the internet Instagram blatantly Alex and Twitter blatantly underscore Alex. Mr. Fraser, AJ, where are you? You can find me sitting at my keyboard hitting F5 on these U.S. presidential election yeah. results you for too? the next few days, just trying to, hoping we get out of I this nightmare. I think we're going to. Uh, and let, let, let's hope it goes that way. Um, and uh, if you want more on that, uh, you can find me all over the internet as well at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. The man of the hour, the Big Mac, Nathan Mac and Ernie Ware. Yo, uh, you can follow me, the underscore NMAC on Twitter, and I've changed my Instagram handle to be that as well uh, for consistency purposes. So um, I, I, if you have ideas of what I can Instagram, because I'm an old man, I don't understand how it works, let me know and I'll try and do that more. We will have to update the Streamlabs bot with that information. But in the meantime, you can find me at twitter.com slash mrmitchgeorge, Instagram at mrmitchgeorge, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mrmitchgeorge. Thank you for being with us, and until next time, thanks for playing. Take care, guys. Spike your hair. Adios. Yeehaw.